Blog Talk Radio. You deserve the glory and the honor. Lord, we lift our hands in worship as we praise your holy name. You deserve the glory and the honor. Lord, we lift our hands in worship as we bless your holy name. You deserve the glory and the honor and the honor. Lord, we love you, say, Lord, we lift our hands in worship as we praise your holy You deserve the glory and the honor. Say it again, you do my 
you're a faithful God. Awesome is your name. You do mighty things. You do glory. You're a faithful God. Your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. You're a miracle working God. Your name is Your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. You're a miracle working God. Your name is You want to declare it. Your name, your name. Your name is
Mighty Lord, mighty God, mighty Jesus, how great, how great, how great, how great thou art, hallelujah, you are awesome, you are good God, you are great God, you are awesome, awesome God, thank you Lord, thank you Jesus, thank you Yeshua, thank you Jehoshua, thank you mighty Lord, mighty God. Mighty Jesus, thank you. You are awesome, God. You are a good God. Amen. Well, shalom, shalom, my brother, my sister. Welcome to the Lord Tower. This is your host, brother in Christ, brother Elvi Zapata, speaking to you from the higher mountain of North Carolina. Thank you, sister. Thank you. Hallelujah, each and one of you. Amen. Thank you. Shalom, brother David. Hallelujah, Jesus, my rock, sister Regina, Arlie, the Lord servant, Wendy. Amen. Shalom to each and one of you. Praise you, Lord. And those that will like in, those that are listening, Ning on the cell phone, on the computer, shalom. Amen. Our God is good. Our God is awesome. He loves us so much. And we are grateful for his love. We are grateful for his mercy. Because, hallelujah, he never takes us for granted. We are always in his heart. We are always in his plan. My brother, my sister, thank you, Lord. So tonight, I'm going to, hallelujah, share a revelation I received from the Lord this morning. Hallelujah. Before I do, I will go into the word. Hallelujah. But I believe what he showed me this morning was a confirmation of the things God has been speaking to us in these past months. Shalom, brother Joseph. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise you, Yeshua. The word I'm going to share tonight, I was in prayer, my overnight prayer with the Lord. And I was talking to the Lord as I was meditating on his word. Hallelujah. Sometimes in prayer, I'm, I'm, I'm in praying, but I'm meditating on this word. It just comes to me. He brings me this word. Hallelujah. And I was meditating on this word that I'm going to share tonight. And the Lord spoke to me. Hallelujah. Before we can think about anything in the Lord, God will put it in our mind. God will put it in our heart because God knows exactly what we need. My brothers and sisters, he knows exactly what we need, not necessarily what we want. He'll give us at the moment. He will grant the petition of our heart, the Bible says. Hallelujah. But when you pray for what you need, you're going to find out that you will get more Prayer answer than anything else. If you always pray according to the will of God and what you need, God usually answers what you need quickly. What you want, it takes longer. My brother and sister, amen. Because what we need is usually in the will of God. Amen. Happy Father's Day for those fathers that God, has, like me, has given them the blessing, the gift, Having children, Proverbs said that children are a gift from God. So it is a blessing to be a father. 
because God has given us a gift from heaven, our children. My brother and sister, let's love them, pray for them, and take care of them. Be good father. Amen. Knowing that our children belong to the Lord. My brother, my sister. Thank you, Lord. Here's what I was meditating on that came to my mind. And it's Exodus 17, verse 8. Exodus 17, verse 8, if you want to accompany me in your Bible and the Word of God. It says in, in um, Exodus 17, God defeat the Amalekite. The Bible says that the Amalekite fought Israel and Rephim, or Rephidim, Rephidim. Moses says to Joshua, choose some of our men that fight, then fight the Amalekite. Tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill and I will hold on my hand the staff God told me to take along. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. These are a specific order that God, that God gave to Moses. And Moses is given to Joshua, so the son of Nun. Hallelujah. So Joshua did as Moses told him and fought the Amalekites. While Moses and Aaron and earth went to the top of the hill, as long as Moses held up his hand, Israel will win. Hallelujah. Please listen to this. This, this is a blessing word. God's word is a blessing. But, this, you know, the message that God would have for us in the day and hour and moment of our life where God will minister to us, God will speak to us, and that word will carry us to the next level in God. Next it will carry us to the other side because the word is Jesus. Remember, the word will carry us to the other side, will bring us to the other side. Jesus is the way. The word is the way. Jesus is the light. The word is the light. So as long as you receive this word with your heart, you're receiving Jesus. He'll carry you to the other side. Thank you, Lord. In case you're wondering, how am I going to get to the other side? How am I going to go through this? This is so hard. This is so difficult. This is where you open your heart to the word and will bring you to the other side. This is a message, hallelujah, for someone that needs to be carried to the other side. He'll carry you. So Joshua did as Moses told him in Father Amalekai. While Moses and Aaron went to the top of the hill, as long as Moses held up his hand. This is the key, church. As long as you hold up your hand. Okay, this is where you're, this is where our victory is in God. That that you cannot be defeated. The enemy cannot defeat you. As long as you can raise your hand toward God, toward heaven, my brother and sister. As long as Moses held up his hand, Israel will win. As long as you can raise your hand toward God of heaven, and your worship toward Him. And you're seeking him. You will win against the enemy. The only thing the enemy can do against you is get you tired and have you bring your hand down. And that's walk with God. But it doesn't matter what the enemy is bringing against you. Because greater is our God. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. 
You need to understand this. I'm telling you, this world will carry you to the other side. I don't know what you're going through, but God knows. And he'll help you through it. Hallelujah. As long as Moses holds up his hand, Israel will win. Because it's up to you. Now, he will win. But as soon as he put down his hand, the Amalekite will start winning. This is the hope of the enemy. For you not to raise your hand to God to worship him anymore. To thank him. To seek him. To fast. To pray. Praising God dwell, the Bible says, in the praising of his people. And as long as you can raise your two hands toward heaven, as I'm doing now, and you begin to worship him, and you begin to move your hand, you, meet, you begin to wave your hand toward heaven, toward God, and, I, and you say, oh, Lord, I worship thee. I worship you this night. I worship you this day. I praise thee, oh, Lord. You are worthy to be in praise. You are worthy to be in worship, O oh Lord. I raise my hand toward heaven. David said, from where will my help come? My help come from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Can you raise your hand tonight? I want to challenge you tonight to raise your hand toward heaven and begin to wave your hand toward God and begin to worship him. Hallelujah. Tonight, I want you to exercise this in your life. Because if you know the secrets of the believer, it's one of the most powerful weapons against the enemy, worshiping God with your hand. Raising your hand toward God, defeat your enemy. Your enemy cannot win as long as you can raise your hand toward heaven, and you can worship your God, and you can praise him, and you can thank him. And you can say, Lord, oh, glory belongs to you. Oh, honor and praise belongs to you. I thank you, Lord. I worship you, Jesus. I thank you, God. I thank you for your love. I thank you for your mercy, because thou art good, and your mercy endure forever. Raise your hand toward heaven, because your enemy come, are coming down as you do so. As you raise your And began to praise the Lord. And began to thank the Lord. Jesus spoke to me and says, Hallelujah. That if we will raise our hand toward him. And we will praise him. We will have the victory, he says. Against the enemy. The enemy is bringing many hands down. Over the few years now. From the end of 2019 to this time. The enemy has brought many hands down. And there are many believers that have their hand down and have not raised their hand again to praise the Lord. And then they're wondering how much, how come the enemy has gained so much territory in their lives? How, why so many things are going wrong with their, in their lives, with their family, with their prayer petition, with their relationship with God? They wonder why. Why does it feel this oppression? Some people say, why is there so much oppression in my house? They say Hallelujah. When was the last time you raised your hand to heaven and you began to praise him and you stayed there and you don't worry about timing? You don't worry about what time it is. How, time, how long you've been doing it for? You're doing it because the presence of God is covering you. It's there. It's protecting you. Hallelujah. And as long as you are trusting the Lord this way, you are seeking the Lord this way, you are going to have victory over the enemy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Jesus. Praise him. Praise him. He is worthy to be praised by you. Hallelujah. He died on the cross. He went to the cross to show you and I his love, his love that endures forever. His great agape love he showed you and I at the cross. And that suffering, hallelujah, death that he went through for you and I, he showed his love and his mercy there, that he has mercy and he has love, and he was willing to die for us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, for Jesus. Hallelujah. But the word of God said, as soon as he put down his hand, the Amalekite will start winning. Eventually, Moses' hand fell heavy because this happened to every single believer. Hallelujah. There's going to come a time that this is going to feel heavy. This walk, this life, is going to feel heavy. And you are going to get tired. My brother and sister, you're going to get tired. You're going to feel like you can no more. But don't remove your eyes from Jesus. Focus on Jesus. Focus on the Lord. Don't worry about your, what your enemies are doing, how much territory they're getting in your life. So Aaron and Ur took a rock. Eventually Moses' hand fell heavy. So Aaron and Ur took a rock, put it on the, on the hem. The rock represents Jesus, the rock of all ages. So what you do is you focus on Jesus, and instead of backing away, you, you, you walk toward the Lord. You seek more of Jesus. The rock represents you seeking more of Jesus. You seeking more of the Lord. You spend more time in prayer. You spend more time in the word. You spend more time in fasting. You're not giving up. You're pressing in. The Bible talks about pressing in. You press in when the enemy comes harder against you. You come closer to the Lord. Hallelujah. And what's going to happen when you do this is, hallelujah, the enemy won't be fighting you anymore. He won't be fighting you anymore. He will be fighting the Lord. Whoever live under the shelter of the Most High, remain under the shadow of the Almighty, Psalm 91 says. I will say to the Lord, you are my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. This is from the Word of, Word of Bible, God. Word of Bible, hallelujah. Translation. My brother and sister, you press toward God. Your enemies are pressing against you. But you don't focus on what your enemies are doing. You focus on God and you seek more of Jesus. You seek more of the Lord. Hallelujah. It's like putting a rock under your hand, and that will make your hand steady and stronger in the Lord when you seek more of Jesus. The problem with people, when the enemy keeps coming against them, they remove their eye from Jesus. And instead of getting more of Jesus, putting a rock under their arm, they begin to complain and murmur like the children of Israel. And that's not going to get you through, my brother and sister. It's only present in. God will allow you to go through this because he allowed everyone to go through it. Elisha, everyone, Moses, everyone went through it. Abraham went through it. Jacob went through it. And how did they overcome? 
They ever came by the blood and by the testimony, by his testimony. Because it's not about us, it's about Jesus. They did it by pressing into the Lord, my brothers and sisters, and trusting the Lord even harder, even more, when the attacks are even more. So eventually Moses' hands fell heavy. So Aaron and her took the rock. This is the word of wisdom. Because they took an action. They reacted to what the enemy was doing. The enemy was causing Moses to be entire. But that didn't stop them. Hallelujah. Aaron and earth. To say, you know what? He needs more. He needs a rock. My brother insisted. He needs more support. He needs a rock. Put it under him. So he said that on it. Aaron held up his hand. Thank you, Lord. The rock is Jesus. You, you are resting in the Lord. He said to come to him, those that are weary and heavy laden, and he will give them rest. That's what Moses was doing now. He began to rest on Jesus, my brother and sisters, and God already has someone to support their arm. Hallelujah. To help them out. Hallelujah. Is that when someone sends someone to give you an advice and said, my sister, continue. My brother, continue. Don't give up. The Lord is with thee. The Lord will protect you and keep thee. Shalom, brother Miguel. The Lord will help thee. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Aaron held up his hand. Aaron held up his other hand. His hand remained steady until the sunset. It doesn't matter how long the te- your testing will go until. As long as you're trusting in Jesus. It doesn't matter the time, my brother and sister, that you've been going through this testing and trial in your life. As long as you're trusting on Jesus, hallelujah, like they did, God will give you the victory. You will defeat your enemy. You will overcome your enemy. But remember what they have to do. Moses hand will come down and the enemy will win. But when the hand of Moses were up, they, Israel will win. How do you win? Keep up with your worshiping God and trusting God and seeking God and coming closer to God every day. Don't say, oh, today I'm too tired to not even to listen. No, no, don't give any place to the enemy. Nothing. You stay steady. You continue to seek the Lord because that's going to make you more than an overcomer. And whatever situation comes in your life, because, hallelujah, when a, when a bad situation comes over your life, you're not warned and then, unless the Lord shows you before. Sometimes you go through things that you're not waiting for them. You go through a situation that you're not waiting for, like with your car breaking down. Some people's heart caught in fire. There are things that you will go through in your life that you are not waiting for them to come to you. You don't imagine them coming to you. But if you're trusting in the Lord, if you're seeking in the Lord, if the Lord is your refuge, your protector, the Lord will keep you. And if the Lord allows you to go through like Job to test your faith, God will give you the victory for sure, will multiply. You will never lose in the Lord. You got to understand this. You got to hear this. You will never lose in the Lord. Whatever you give to God, whatever you think you're losing God, it will be multiplied to you. Job did not lose his children. His children went to heaven early age. But then God gave them even more children. Because God wanted to show Job his mercy and grace that are sufficient to Job. That are sufficient to you and I. That are sufficient to any women, any men who trust in the Lord. 
As long as you trust in the Lord, God's going to give you the victory over the enemy, over the situation. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter how bad the situation will look. As long as you trust in the Lord, you will have the victory. God will give you the victory. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. David said that he was young and now old and never see the righteous forsaken. Can you understand that? He he never saw the righteous forsaken. God will never forsake his people. If you heard about the testimony of Father, if you heard about the testimony of Jesus and the Holy Spirit is that he had never forsaken his own. He had never forsaken his creation. He had never forsaken his children. And you're not going to be the first. God will take care of you. Thank you, Lord. His hand remains steady unto something. So Joshua defeated the Amalekite army in a battle. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. The battle, it will always come. Your enemy will always rise. And they want to make you believe that they can beat you, that can, they can overcome you. <coughs> but it's all like a roaring lion. It's all a roaring lion, my brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. But the true lion of Judah will fight for you. And overcome the royal lion. My brother and sister. The Lord said unto Moses. Write this reminder in a scroll. Make sure that Joshua hears it too. I will completely erase any memory of the Amalekite from the earth. Oh, thank you, Lord. So you see that your enemy. There will be no memory for them. The Amalekite represents our enemy. Satan, his kingdom, and all demons, all Nephilim, and no principality. They are represented here. What will be left of them? Let me tell you what the word of God, what God says in his word. I will completely erase any memory of the Malachi from the earth. Nothing will be left of them. Nothing, hallelujah, will be left of them, my brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Hallelujah. But if you need to be reminded, hallelujah, thank you, Lord, of what God promised to us is, I'm going to remind to you, my brother and sister, what God says in his word. Thank you, Yeshua. Hallelujah. God says in Isaiah 17, Isaiah 65, 17, I will create a new heaven and a new earth. Past things will not come to remember. They will not even come to mind. Be glad and rejoice forever. And what I'm going to create, because I'm going to create Jerusalem to be a delight unto, hallelujah, and to his people to be a joy. I will rejoice about Jerusalem and be glad about my people. Hallelujah. Screaming. And crying will no longer be heard in the city. There will be no longer be an infant who, who lives only for a few days. Or no man who doesn't live a long life. Hallelujah. Whosoever lives to be a hundred years old will be thought as young. Whosoever died before, hallelujah, he is a hundred years old, he will be cursed as a sinner. That's the new earth. They will build a house and live there. They will plant danger and eat fruit from them. They will not, hallelujah, they will not build homes and have others live there. 
No, 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 no. You know how this, 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 this is, let me explain this to you. How someone cannot live in your home after you build it. Because usually when you, Shalom Sister Luna, when you build a home, you're thinking, well, if I live 100 years in this house, okay, then my, maybe my children and my children's children will, will inherit the house. That's usually the way it is. Not in the new earth. Not in the new earth that God is making. Because in the new earth, you will be in your house. Your house will last for thousands a year, maybe millions. And you will still be there. My brother and sister, hallelujah, you will not look a day old. You, will, you may look many days wise, but you will not look a day old. My brother and sister, you will rejoice in everything the Lord is going to make for you. My brother and sister, hallelujah. That is the promise of God for us. They will not plan and have others eat from it. No. My people, and let, let me stop there for a second. They will not plan and have other people eat from it. Because what it is is when you plan to have other people eat from it, it's not only because you will like to share. It's because a lot of people plan, they collect what they plan and they go sell it to the market so they can make money. That's how they live. That's how they can afford to live today. Not in the new earth. Money will not be there. Money will not <coughs> will not be the system that we have today. This falling, evil, wicked system will not be the new earth system. It will be a, a reward system that the Lord will establish. That the Lord said, whoever give a prophet a cup of water, he will get a reward from it. My brother insisted. It's an awesome system. Hallelujah. So whatever you plant, you are going to enjoy it in the new earth. My people will live as long as trees. Hallelujah. Let me explain this. Some people that have been taken to heaven have seen trees in heaven that are millions of years old, billions. And you cannot even tell how old they are. You're going to have to ask God how old those trees are in heaven. They're very, very large. And we have some of the trees on the earth that men have knocked down over the years. There have been trees recorded for 14,000 and a half years old that's been knocked down. And 12,000 years old that have been knocked down. But they were recorded. My brother and sister, they believe they were, they, were, they were older trees than that. That's been knocked down by men over the years. My brother and sister. But not in heaven. In heaven, trees like these, much older, still they are preserved. A brother went to heaven one time and saw a tree that he says, it must be billions of years old. He said, he could not tell exactly how old the tree is, but it has seen many generations. My brother and sister. And everyone that goes to heaven and sees this is marvel at, this, at these things in heaven that are not like on the earth because nothing dies on the earth. Now, my brother and sister, what did God say? My people will live as long as trees, billions and billions upon billions of years old, and not each one day, not each one day. Look beautiful and young always, full of energy and joy, enjoying everything that God has made. My brother and sister, that's the hope of the righteous. That's what God has for his righteous people. And my chosen one will enjoy what they have done. This is another thing, my brother and sister. Hallelujah. Whatever garden you plant in heaven or in the new earth, you're going to enjoy. 
mean that whatever fruit you grow, whatever vegetable you grow, you will enjoy it. It will not be sour. It will not grow halfway and die. The tree will not get sick. The vegetable will not get sick. They will not need fertilizer. As Roundoffs that are making people sick in the company being sued for millions of dollars in the United States. There will be no fertilizer on the new earth. There will be no need for it. Because everything will grow to be mature in a day. Every fruit will be mature in a day and overnight. By the morning, you have a full fruit. An apple, a pear, whatever it is, ready to eat. Sweet and good for you. My brother and sister. My chosen one will enjoy what they've done. Whatever work you do, you'll get to enjoy it and enjoy it. If it pleases you to make a car a million times smarter than any car now in the millennium, no problem. Go ahead and make it and enjoy it. Hallelujah. Just give your brothers and sisters a right. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Verse 33, they will never again work for nothing. Hallelujah. Work for paper is working for nothing. And the majority of humanity right now, 99% of the humanity is working for a piece of paper. They're working for nothing, my brother and sister. Hallelujah. And a lot of these people don't appreciate anyone works anymore. But when you do it for God, you get a reward from God. Hallelujah. And when you do it on the new earth, you're not doing it for nothing. If you're doing it, you're doing it for someone or something. But you get to enjoy what you're doing. Thank you, Lord. They will never again give birth to a children who will die young. Miscarriage. There will be no miscarriage on the new earth. Women know the pain of miscarriage. I gone through it with my wife, and I know how painful it is. I'm glad that my children are in heaven. But at the moment we were going through, it was very painful. But God was with us and comforted us and helped us through the process. But it's very difficult and painful. And in the Lord, although we went through the painful moment, somehow God gave us joy through it and peace. And the Lord, my brother and sister, God has been with us and has been helping us. Through all these difficult times, God held Job, David, and them. Through the process, and Moses and them. It was painful to go through that wilderness for 40 years for Moses and Aaron and Hallelujah and, and Joshua. But God was with them. And God helped them. My brother and sister gave them the victory. Thank you, Lord. Because they were, hallelujah, because they will be offspring blessed by the Lord. See, it is the curse that has brought curse upon our blessed children. My brother and sister, curse that have brought curse. This cursed world have brought curse upon our blessing children. My brother and sister, but God's blessing is going to remain forever on the earth because the earth will be blessed. No, not any curse anymore will hurt anyone. People will not be sick like they are today by the curse of the earth. Everything on this earth is cursed. This is cursed. That is cursed. This earth is cursed everywhere you go. My brother and sister, people travel all over the world. I heard a man said, 
He traveled most of all the world. And he thought he would find any different anywhere. And he didn't find nothing different all over the world but chaos and pain and suffering. He went to every single country. He had millions of dollars and took a plane to each country. He thought he wanted to enjoy life and all that. He says, at the end, it was a waste of time, he says. I was thinking of what he was saying. And then when he said all he found was pain in another country and suffering, he didn't find what he thought he would find. Somewhere, someone being happy, truly happy, joy somewhere that, that can impart his life. He didn't find that anywhere because there's only joy and peace in Christ, my brothers and sisters. And just because you have money, you're not going to find joy and peace because joy and peace are in Christ. In him having all the money, he said, he didn't find nothing that will help his life to be better. He wasted time and money traveling to all those countries. He yes, he met different people. But in all the differences, they're all going through suffering, he says, in one way or another. So it did not help his life. My brother and sister, by seeing more suffering everywhere. And that's the world is today. Only Christ can change us. Only the Lord can change us. Only God can be present peace and safety to our lives. In Christ, my brother and sister. Thank you, Lord. The plan of God was about to bring all this. Last night, I was taken in the spirit in the day of the Lord by the Lord. And the days to come. The earthquake had hit the United States already. In my spirit, I knew this is very close. There was, there was, that was not new to me, my brother and sister. But the Lord began to speak to me about the promise he made me. He said, remember I promised you a house? I saw the house he promised me. I was there with my family. Hallelujah. He says, I will provide you more than what you need. He says, faithful is the Lord. Then he gave me like a vision of the new earth. My brother and sister, within that vision, he gave me another vision, another revelation. He takes me into the new earth. I'm like in my glorified body. I began to move and fly in the new earth as he had promised me I would. And I was moving, moving in the, in the air quickly, really fast like angels, going from one place to another. Below me as I was going, I began to see brothers and sisters. They were in the presence of God rejoicing. As far as I can go all over the earth, all over the earth, the new earth and the land, I saw brothers and sisters that I could recognize. They were young, beautiful. Hallelujah. But that was not what the Lord wanted me to see only. What the Lord wanted me to see is the new life. As he said, he makes all things new. As I'm looking to my right, to my left in front of me, it was endless, the brothers and sisters that I could see. Everyone were in their new lives. And they were with the loved ones, rejoicing. No one complained of anything. My brother and sister. No one worries about anything anymore. They had it all. God has given them everything he promised them. And the Lord wanted me to see that. And I also knew... My brother and sister, 
Hallelujah. That this is about to come. He let me know in my spirit, as he had told us through his prophet, this is about to happen. This is practically here. This is what I'm going to do with my people, to my people, for my people. Hallelujah. And I'm looking all over the new earth. And as I'm flying over the air, I must have been about 50 feet in the air, not too high, 30 feet, between 30 and 50 feet in the air. I could go up and down, but I'm flying very fast. And I'm looking to my left and my right as I'm looking down. And I can fly over and see my brothers and sisters, recognize them. And I said, that's so-and-so. That's brother so-and-so. That's sister so-and-so. I saw brothers and sisters with their wives, the children, the family. They will have a like, picnic in a park. And everyone was rejoicing. Everyone had a smile on their face. And they were looking at each other rejoicing. As they look, it was like, look at what the Lord had made. I will rejoice in this day that the Lord heard me. And everyone was rejoicing. Everyone was in peace. The anointing of God was all over the air. The presence of God was all over the air. You know that when you go into a worship, really deep in the worship, and the presence of God covers you completely. Well, that's maybe a, a percent, that a hundred percent that I was seeing. The Anointing of God was so strong over the air. I don't remember seeing it this way. But it was a very strong and powerful anointing over the air. All over the earth. And people were rejoicing in the presence of God. As they were there talking with the friends and brothers and sisters. There was no more like friends. We're all brothers and sisters. In the Lord. And everyone is rejoicing and peace, eating and sharing what they had. It's similar like to the church of the book of Acts. But this is much higher, much beautiful, my brother and sister. And it was, it's like I didn't want to get out of that revelation that the Lord took me into because it was so powerful and beautiful. And for miles I'm going, and as I go further, and on the earth, I see more and more and more. And it's like, you're like, you're like a child. I was like a child. I want to see more. I want to see more. I want to see more. And the Lord knew how I felt very strongly. That I just want to see more people rejoicing. Because for how long we have seen pain on the third people crying on the news. I don't watch news much anymore. Sometimes I put it on. But every news you watch is bad news. And you see people crying on television, losing a person, losing this, losing that. This earth is full of pain and suffering. But on that new earth, it's all joy and peace in the presence of God Almighty. Everywhere you go, joy and peace. Hallelujah. You don't have to tell anyone to seek the Lord, to get into the presence of because you're already in it. It's already there. Hallelujah. You'll be walking. Angel will be your friends and brothers. You'll be speaking with mighty angels, very tall and strong, but great muscle. 
and you'll walk with them together, speaking with them. You will walk with the presence of the Holy Spirit, the person, and the person of Jesus. And you will talk with Jesus like your friend, your brother, your God. You can ask him any question there. Because all your, all your mind is pure. You will have the mind of Christ, as he promised, and your glorified body. Every question, he will be glad to answer you. Hallelujah. And you'll be speaking with them and laughing with them. They will joke with you, and you will laugh with them. You will really laugh with them and enjoy every day, never having a worry or concern or that you need to be somewhere else. My brothers and sisters, what God has in store for us is mighty, mighty. But our enemy wants our hand down. As long as Mo, when Moses brought his hand down, Israel began to lose to the Amalekites. Remember, when you bring your hope down, you lose. When you stop praying, when you stop fasting, when you stop seeking the Lord, you lose. Your enemy began to to win over you. And this is why God tells us to press in, to seek him. He brought me in here to the day of things he was showing me. Because when you see a lot of judgment, it's get depressing. If the Lord shows me every night judgment coming here in the United States and the world, it gets really depressing. Because all you see is destruction, people dying left to right. Earthquakes and tsunami all the time. I guess it's really depressing. The Lord knew how I felt. And in that same revelation, he wanted to show me something more mighty. That yes, he's revealing to us what is come. As I said to him in prayer, Lord, show me what is to come one more time, more. Because he, he, I know he wants us to warn people and prepare them. Make sure they're ready for what is coming. So yes, I want to speak his word, his message, his revelation for sure. I don't want to be tired for speaking his truth, his word, his message. It's his word, it's his message. It must be spoken. Someone must speak. But I know a lot of people get depressed and down when all they hear is about judgment and destruction. My brother insisted. So there has to be a word of comfort, a word of encouraging, encouragement. My brother insisted to give us courage through the difficult time. And this example of Moses, Moses is, is representing God's people here, you and I. When our enemies are rising against us, what are we doing? Who are we trusting? Who are we seeking? Are you raising your hand toward heaven when your enemy comes against you? Are you keeping your hand raised? Because the hand here represents your work. What are you doing for the kingdom? What are you doing to stay to present? Are you fasting? Are you praying? Are you praying for other people? Or you are just praying for yourself and your family? No. Learn to pray not just for yourself and your family, for brothers and sisters, for the soul to be in safe. God wants us focused on his work. That's why Jesus said that in the work of his father he must be. Well, his mother Mary and Joseph were looking for him on that day. We've got to be in the business of the Lord always. That's where we need to be, my brother and sister. Thank you, Lord. God knows exactly what we need. We need that word, his word of encouragement, his word of power, his anointed word to come into our spirit, our life, our mind, our being. 
empowered us to continue to go forward and keep an eye on Jesus. The Lord was showing me as he showed me that revelation. <coughs> Look what I'm about to do with mine, with his children, with us. And when he showed me and took me in, and I saw everything new as he promised us in his word. I make all things new, he said. And I'm looking at it, and I'm flying over it like a feather, like a bird over the air. And I'm looking at my brothers and sisters. And everywhere I'm going to, I'm flying through, I'm seeing them rejoicing in total peace and joy. And I'm thinking, these are my brothers and sisters here at the Lord's Tower and much more. This is the church of Christ worldwide that are seeking the Lord for prayer and fasting, that are hoping and waiting for Jesus, that are hoping to come to this, to this place, this new earth, that the Lord has made. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. He's so good. Hallelujah. The Lord will bless their descendants as well. Hallelujah. Before they call, I will answer. There was not one person there I was seeing that had need of anything. Whatever clothing, food, whatever, hallelujah, whatever they needed, it was provided there by the Lord. I saw people with clothing on their hands, amazing clothing. My brother and sister, made by I would say by the finest machine, but what machine? By the hand of God, by the wisdom of God. Some of the clothing has amazing, there was a sister that had this clothing, with a, a, made with amazing colors, beautifully made, tethered in such a way that I don't think we have the machinery, my brother and sister. Maybe in the future, a thousand years from now, God allow men to be on the earth, they can make this clothing. Or 10,000 years from now. But they were amazing. Beautifully made. And the sister loved them. And the sister was sharing with the other sister, look. And they were looking, they were touching it so soft and so beautiful. To make any kind of dress, skirt or anything. It was a row, it was like it came out of a row. Beautifully. My brother and sister and it could be shaped in any form. It's the amazing, the material was the amazing thing. The sister was touching it and like, wow, it's so beautiful. And it's things that we don't have here now. My brother and sister, everything is much better what he's taking us to. Millions of times better. Nothing will break on us or things will break down here. Here, everything we have breaks. Car breaks, everything breaks. Washing machine breaks, stove breaks, fridge breaks, everything breaks here. And you better get them, get them repaired because you need them. And the new earth, that's not a problem. Things are not breaking anymore. They work and they work fine. They work efficient. They don't need to be putting uh, uh, light poles everywhere and wires and this and that to get power to be put home. A simple, small machine, as I saw, was, as it was shown to me another time, running a whole community. It was making enough power quietly 
Must have been on quiet more, as we say. Completely quiet. My brothers and sisters. Completely quiet machine. Small, square. Running an entire community. Everyone fridge was running in stalls without a problem. Amazing fridge, amazing stalls. And I know a lot of people will say, why do you need those things on the new earth? Because on the new earth, if you want to have them, it's okay. The Lord's not going to rebuke you for it. Marvel insisted. In the new earth, if you want to have a car, it will not be like the car here that contaminates the air and the earth. That will not be allowed. The car you will have in the millennium, they run. They just run. Like you don't even need to shut it off. They don't contaminate anything. They run so quiet that you don't know when they are on and off unless you see a light, an LED light. I remember getting into the car, putting on my seatbelt, and driving. I didn't have to turn anything on. It's like it was on all the time. The millennium is amazing. You cannot even think the things they made there with the wisdom of God. Things just, they make them, they run. They use similar machines like now. They have trucks here. They use similar machines like we have here, but they are, made, they are made so amazingly good. Everything we use here to run them and, and, and contaminate air and water, none of that is needed anymore. They have tires. They have everything, but it's made so well they don't break down. You don't have to stop on the roof with a flat tire. No. Namada. Everything is made perfect. In the wisdom of God. My brother and sister. And then when you when you are there, and if you're allowed to look back here, you see how broken this world is. It's like when they looked from heaven to the earth, and they know everything is perfect up there, but when they look down here and they see how they see us struggling with things, they feel sad for us. They say, no, they, they feel like, wow, look what they're going through. That's so difficult. Look at the stuff breaks down. They know everything we have is, is so poorly made. And we call them advanced and pro. Pro garbage, pro bad is what, what they are. My brother and sister. So sad. Amen. But this is the labor Solomon said that God has given unto men. Since men sins in the garden, this is the way it is. And we try to improve our life, and when we think we are, they're really not. It's just a thinking that we have, a desire that it's in us from God that we will have it in the new earth, where we will have things that will never break down. My brother and sister, you will, have, you will drive a car for a few thousand years, and it's still good, and you're like, you look at it, like me looking in the third heaven, looking at the house that are, that are so old, and the material is still the same. Same beauty like the day it was made. Imagine a house, the siding of the house that I was looking, I used to sell siding for a company on North in Home Depot. And working Home Depot those years, and selling siding, roofing, windows, for Anderson windows, and so many other things I sell there. I was a representative for this company for years. And me knowing the quality of material that they use, because I had to tell the customer, I knew, my brother and sister, that I would, what I was touching in heaven, what I was allowed to look up in heaven, 
The material they use will never age, will never rotten, will never break. It will always be beautiful. My brother and sister will always be beautiful. Houses will never age. You will never have to replace your siding. You'll never have to replace your window. You'll never have to replace your roofing. Everything that they made it with, it will made to last practically forever. In the wisdom of God, that's how things are made. They last forever. When he made the heaven and earth, he made it to last forever. When he made men, he made it to last forever. It has been sin and disobedience that have rotten things, that have aged things, that have made things poorly made, that was made perfect. Make men age. And women age and make us look old. My brother and sister, man was never supposed to die at 7480. Man was made to last forever. If Adam and Eve were never seen in the garden, they could have lasted forever on this earth. They, were never, they would have never aged one day. My brother and sister. And they would never have need of anything. But God knew that they woke in a sin, so God had a plan to save humanity. And this is what we are today. We needed a Savior. We needed a Savior. And God sacrificed His Son to save us. This is why we need to return the favor. Hallelujah. We need to return the grace and grace and be grateful for it every day. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. So the Lord says to Moses, write this reminder on a scroll. Make sure that Joshua here is it. Two, I will completely erase the memory of the Amalekite from the earth. Moses built an altar and call it, the Lord is my banner. He said, because a hand was lifted against the Lord's throne, he will be the, he will be the word against the Amalekite for generation to the next. Telling us that the Nephilim and the program of God, God will allow them to come back to the earth and be released again. But God said he will be in word from the throne of God. When they lifted their hand in the time of Moses, my brother insisted, these people that they were fighting could overcome the, in the moment Moses laid his hand down. The Amalekite was so powerful because they were not just fighting regular humans. They were fighting giants. They were so powerful. The Amalekite was like the Philistine. I believe they were, they were related to each other. And from the Philistine came Goliath, the giant. But it was not just Goliath. It was also his brother because Goliath had other brothers. My brother and sister. But out of those linear, those linear were all related to the giants. The children of Israel who had a, no more than seven feet could not defeat these giants. Could not defeat, they were trained, they were trained every day. These, men was, these were men prepared to fight, prepared to fight. But without God, they didn't have a chance. That's why in the great tribulation, humanity without God, don't have a chance against the giants. Because as we read here in the word of God, the children of Israel, they were trained soldiers who trained every day, 
who were man, man prepared to fight any, any nation. But when it had to do with the Amalekite or the Philistine, who were giants, they could not fight them. They could not defeat them without the help of God. doesn't matter if Israel has more soldiers than they, because they were giants, my brother insisted. Notice how easily when Moses' hand came down, the giant were immediately raised. What happened? What, what, did, what did the giant did not see? That Mason immediately had trust to go and defeat the children of Israel. They didn't see the hand of God. Because the hand of God was through Moses. And the moment that Moses' hand came down, the hand of God of protection came down also. And the hand of God is Jesus Christ. Immediately when the Lord said himself was sight, the giants immediately took advantage and said, oh, these little people, they're not going to be able to stop us. And immediately the children of Israel began to lose. My brother insisted. Immediately, it was, it was like instantly. Instantly, with, without the Lord's protection, they will begin to lose. You can read it. You can read it. My brother insisted. As long as Moses held up his hand, Israel will win. But as soon as he had put down his hand, the Amalekite will start winning. It was instant, my brother and sister. It was right away. How is it that Israel has so many trained soldiers and the Amalekite has many trained soldiers? It's not, it, it wasn't a fair battle, as people think here, that the Amalekite soldier and the Israelite soldier were just two men, same size and strength, fighting. If it was like that, Israel would have had no problem. But when you see the reality that you're fighting giants now, you're fighting, man, you're fighting mighty soldiers who are very well trained to, to kill 10 and 15 humans quickly. My brother and sister, then when you see that different, that without God protection, the children of Israel began to lose right away. They had no chance, my brother and sister. Hallelujah. And the great tribulation, and the great tribulation, when these giants are released through CERN, humanity will have no chance. They don't know this, but it's because people are not reading the word of God to them. People are not searching the word of God as they should. My brothers and sisters, they're not going to, they're not studying the word of God as they should. So when you don't do it, when you don't study the word of God as you should, hallelujah, then you don't understand what is going on. My brother and sister, you have more question than answer. Hallelujah. Here in Genesis 14, it came to pass that in the day of Amathel, king of Shinar, Ariok the king of Eliasar, shall the Lord marry king of Elam, to that king of the nations. That these main, these main words were Verak, the king of Sodom, and were shall the king of Gomorrah. Shinar the king of Mine, Shemai the king of Siloim, and the king of Elah, which is the Lord. All these were joined together in the valley of Sidon, which is the salt sea. Twelve years they served the Shalomer, and the thirteenth year they revealed. In the fourteenth year they came to Shalomer, the king that was with him, 
ein smarter Referein als der Rokerein zu sing in Herrn. Und ich amen in Shabbat in Kiev Bahaim. I'm sorry for my Jewish. The Herai, their Mount Seir, unto a lamb which is by the wilderness, they returned and came to Amespa and Kadesh, smart all the country of the Malachi, also the Amorai, who dwell in Hesor, Shatamar. And they went out, out of the king of Sodom, the king of Gomorrah, the king of Amath, the king of Sevaloim, the king of Allah, the same as Soar, Remember Soar? Soar? When you start taking this name and you start putting and you start searching this name in the Bible, you will find out immediately that will lead you to the giants. They will find out that these, these are giants. My brother and sister. That they have formed their own nations. Same as a Soar. Okay? So the king of Allah is the same as Soar. Look what the Bible is telling you. And this was in Sodom and Gomorrah. In Genesis 14, verse 8. Okay? And that's how you, this is how you study the word of God. Like we've done this before here on the Lord's Hour on Tuesday night. We take this king, we take this name, and when we go deeper going into it, we, it, lead us, it will lead us to giants. My brother and sister, this is how I know they were fighting giants. Because we've done the Bible study already. Okay? And again, the Shalom is the king of Alan, again, the Tedal, the king of the nation, and Nazareth, the king of Shinar, Ariel, the king of Yasar, four king against five. And the, and the veil of Sedim was full of slim spit. The king of Sodom and Gomorrah fled and fell there. Those who remained there fled to the mountain. Notice how before, as we're reading it, it was like the king of Sodom and Gomorrah here were winning. But now we're being told they're losing. Okay? They got giants. They're facing the other giants. They thought they can overcome them. And they end up beginning to lose now. My brother and sister. Then they took the good of Sodom and Gomorrah in their victual and went their way. How easy that they defeat Sodom and Gomorrah. Sodom and Gomorrah was two large city, two big commercial city. It was like New York and Chicago today. How is it that New York and Chicago felt, or New York and California felt to them? How how big can they be? How big of army did they have? They were not big of an army. They tell you they had a group, but they were not big army. How is it that they take over easily California, and then they take easily New York, even when they're all an army? How is it that they felt so easy to them? Because they're fighting giants. And when you're fighting giants, they have an advantage. They can be 30 feet, 25 feet, 17 feet with a large sword. How do you defend that? If even you're shooting with, if you're shooting them with guns, bullets are not hurting them at all. So how do you bring giants down? If you cannot bring them down with tanks, with F-16, with bullets, or your 9 millimeter, or your 45. If you could not bring them with all the weapon that you know that you're using against them, how did you bring them down? The only way they will come down is with the Lord bringing them down. It has to be the Lord. It has to be God. There cannot be any weapon, my brother and sister, that will bring them down. This is where humanity is about to go into a seven-year great tribulation. 
They're about to face giants that were on the earth before, mighty men of work. Okay? They're about to face them. And humanity thinks that with the weapon they have today, they can overcome them. They are deceived. Jesus said in Matthew 24, talking about the size of the end, busy now deceived. But sadly, humanity is deceived. They took law, Abraham's son, who dwelt in Sodom, and his good and departed. This was their mistake here. This is their mistake. Because God was with Abraham. God was also with Lot. They had done to Sodom and Gomorrah, this two large cities like California and New York, they had overcome them easily. They had overcome the Marines, the Army, Marvelous, all the special forces, all the Navy SEAL. Level 6 have been defeated by now. But now their mistake is when they come against the sons of God. The elect is selected by God. Here is a mistake of the giants. Oh, I thank you, Lord. Yes, you, Lord. Hallelujah. So they took Lot, Abraham's brother's son, who dwelt in Sodom, and his good and departed. And they came one who escaped into Abraham, the Hebrew. Listen, he's the God of the Hebrew. He's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God had always identified himself as the God of the Hebrew. As the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He fight for Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Never to be mistaken who he is. Hallelujah. So he comes and saw Abraham. And Abraham heard that his brother was taken captive. He armed and retained his servant, trained his servant, born in his household, 380, and pursued them until then. My brother and sisters, right now, if these giants had come and defeated the United States of America with all their army and all their forces, now there is a man of God who has 300 servants who is training them now to fight these giants. My brother insisted. And now what this man of God had is faith and is training these men. Because only by faith, hallelujah, shall the righteous walk, God says. We don't walk by sight, but we walk by faith. Our eyes need to be on Jesus. So Abraham is training these men. Hallelujah. Surely they know how to fight in the physical. But the requirement here is not so much in the physical. The requirement here is to trust in the Lord. The Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. The Lord, almighty God, who has fought for Abraham against his enemy. And Abraham is trained in faith. Abraham who walked for, by faith so many years with God and had overcome his enemy. Because the Lord has fought for him. How did you train people now who you are teaching them the word of God? You teach them to trust in the Lord with all thy heart. And now to lean on their own understanding. That who well, well dwell under the shadow of the almighty, God is going to keep you. And God is going to protect you. That the Lord has said to Abraham, Abraham, I will be your shield. And I will be your strong tower. Hallelujah. From the enemy, the Lord will protect us and the Lord will keep us. My brother and sister, 
Hallelujah. So he divided himself against them. He and his servant by night and smote them and pursued them unto Hobah, which is left in the hand of Damascus. Abraham knew how to fight these giants. It doesn't matter how big they are. The bigger they are, the harder they fall. My brother and sister. Hallelujah. And he brought back all the good and also brought, again, his brother-in-law and his good and the woman also and the people. Thank you, Lord. So the king of Sodom went to meet him in the valley of Shaveh, which is the king of Deo, after his return from the slaughters. Shabbat and all the king were with him. And Melchizedek, the king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine. He was the priest at the Most High. Hallelujah. Notice how it's like a celebration. The priest of Shalem is Yeshua HaMashiach, the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord comes to me after this great battle, this great victory that God has given Abraham and his men. Because this is how you defeat the giant. You got to have faith in God. You got to walk with God. God needs to be your shield and your strong tower when you confront these enemies. And Abraham was training his men, my brothers and sisters. Then comes the Lord to Abraham. He blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham, the most high God, possessor of heaven and earth. Blessed be the most high God, who hath delivered thy enemy into thy hand, and gave him all the tithes and all. Who delivered into the hand of Abraham and all his men, the giants? The one that will give us the giant into our hands. God Almighty, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Who delivers all these giants, all these men into the hand of Abraham and his men? Blessed be the Most High God, who hath delivered thy enemy into thy hand. How do you deliver thy enemy into thy hand? You have to defeat them first. You have to defeat them first. Before he can put it into Abraham's hand. God defeat them first. Messiah went before him and fought them, embarrassing and put them to shame. As Jesus defeated all the principality on the cross, my brother and sister, all the principality, hallelujah, at the cross, the Lord defeat them and showed them defeated, the word of God says. Paul says to the churches, my brother and sister, so God gave it unto Abraham all his enemy defeated, and he gave them all the tithe of all. Hallelujah. And obedience, you give your tithe unto the Lord. When you don't do so, it's disobedience. It's a sign of backsliding. Abraham, by faith and obedience unto God, gave all his tithe. That is obedience. And the king of Solomon said unto Abraham, Give me this person and take the good to thyself. And Abraham said unto the king of Sodom, I have lifted my hand unto the Lord, the Most High God, the possessor of heaven and earth, that I will not take from a tray even a shoe or strap, that I will not take anything that is thine, lest thou shalt say I have made Abraham rich. It said, only that which the young men have eaten in the portion of the men who went with me and her, a score, manureh, let them take their possession. God fought for Abraham, and God will fight for us also. God delivered all the enemy who defeated the king of Sodom and Gomorrah. Sodom and Gomorrah had the largest army, 
in the region. And they could not defeat the Giants, my brother and sister, the Amalekites. But then they lost to them. But when it has to do with the man of God who God fight for, God delivered them into the hand of Abraham defeated. It was easy for Abraham to overcome them. The giant has no chance against God's people. This is what the Lord showed me, which I shared on the Lord's Tower a few months ago. I was taken into the end time bottle. I was there with my brothers and sisters, but we returned to Jesus back to the earth. As we came back, there were giant children coming from the ground of the earth to fight us. They knew we were coming. And we were the mighty hand. We were with the mighty hand of the Lord. We had a shield and a sword, like Abraham and his men. And these giants, yes, they were taller than us. It doesn't matter. Adia, Sister Che, and you two the other nine. She saw the final battle, the Lord and his mighty angel and his people. And he saw 30 and 60 feet and 100 feet giants ready to come against us. And he saw a redeemer, a believer of the Lord. One of them that, that went with the hole in the Lord in the rapture, departure, and came back with Jesus. He said one man was fighting like two giants. The giant was over 30 feet tall, and this man was not more than maybe six feet or five eight. And he was fighting 30 feet giants and overcoming them. Hallelujah. My brother and sister, greater is he that is with us that he that is in the world. Those giants are hiding under the earth, a thousand feet under the earth hiding. And what are they doing down there? They're training. The Lord showed me in a vision. Not long ago. He took me down in the spirit. And I saw the giant, they were watching us, the church right now. They're watching us. The Lord wanted me to see them. My brother insisted. He took me to Area 51, which I said the other day, Area 53. And in Area 51, there's giants also. That's why no one is allowed to see them. But the Lord took me down. And I saw further than Area 51, around the other part of the U.S., I saw giants. And they were looking at us. They were very tall, some of them, very, very tall. They can see us from the, where they are. Then the Lord took me to other part of the earth, the Caribbean. And I saw a giant, it's about 30 feet Bound. Then I, I, he took me around and I began to see other ones. They are in chain. As a many giants in chain in the United States. They were chain ordered by God. Down on the ground. But they are about to be released on the earth in the last days. My brother and sister. The word of God says so. So that's how we know they're going to be released again. Then when the, show, the Lord showed me his army coming back. We be, began to fight them. They, they were ready for us. They, they, they've been training. Though. That's what the Lord showed me the other day. They're down there training every day. They're being taught to train. That the final battle is not going to be easy. That the more they train, the more chances the more chance that they will have. And they were training fiercely with swords, with weapons. All kinds of weapons they have training nonstop. I can see the sword. And the weapon hitting and flame were coming out of the steel they're using. Very well polished steel they were using. My brother and sisters. And I wonder why these shows on television making knife 
and making a stronger, more steel, more steel. I believe it's the pastor that the the the, the testing, the resource, a research, my brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. They think that they have a chance, and the enemy has told them they have a chance, so they're training and training and training. And they're all sides. The part of them that surprises me is that some of these giants are children of women that they have put together with angels in the last days and created giants of flesh like humans. Hallelujah. And they're mixed. Some of them have eyes like, like, like serpent in the middle of the eyes. They, you can really see that they're, they have a name for them online. I've seen some people have called them. Not snake eyes. They have another name. The people call them because the Lord has shown to certain people. They have seen them and people, the people are fully aware of where they are or that they are on the ground. But they have a day when they're going to come out and they're going to fight God's people. Right now, everything is working out for them. Humanity has given them everything by being deceived. Reptilians, thank you, sister. Some are called reptilian shift shifter because they can shift and change. Yes, thank you, brother. Reptilian shift shifter. They have other names that they call them. Some people that have seen their faith, that have seen them changing. My brother and sister. And they're, they're made between male, uh, uh, human flesh and, and fallen angel. Hybrid. Thank you, sister. And I've seen these hybrids. I've seen these reptilians. I've seen this ship shifter, my brother and sister, and they can do all that that people have seen. I've seen them do all kinds of things there, but I'm not, I'm not moved by them doing whatever they can do because it means nothing to us. The reality is that they're real. They're real. They're, they're down on the earth. The government knows about it, and they keep it quiet. They communicate with them. It's all part of the agenda. It's part of the elite. The elite, they think they got a strong army already. To take over the earth forever. They're wrong. They're totally wrong. The Lord said he's going to destroy this earth. He's going to destroy this earth. They have no chance. But they believe they do. Pride comes before a fall. They're going to fall. They're full of pride. My brother and sister. That's why we see our system. Our economy. Hallelujah. Our economy. Not doing good. And it's all part of the plan. But one thing the Lord has told us through his prophet is that in the days to come, our economy is going to fall. And we're going to learn to pray for food by faith. My brother and sister, the three days of darkness are closed. I'm going to play some audio. Lately, this past week, the Lord confirmed to three different people the three days of darkness. It's closed. It's very close. I know first that we're going to get an earthquake. So I know. Then comes the three days of darkness. Someone said that during the three days of darkness, the brother was asking me, because my sister mentioned it, she saw it, in the revelation of the Lord to her, I'm going to play the audio, that there was a resurrection of the dead during the three days of darkness. I'm not sure if that exactly, because I saw the transformation of the church during the three days of darkness. So the resurrection, I don't know, but I know people are going to get a glorified body. As Paul says, that we will we change, what we transform at the last trumpet. The trumpet will sound, my brother and sister. So they're going to be a change. 
There's going to be a transformation. Hallelujah. My brother insisted. The earthquake in California where we felt everywhere in the United States. It might be another country. I believe I heard someone said that the earthquake in California is going to trigger the, the Titanic plate are going to shift, which the Lord showed me years ago. And then the earthquake in California, which is tied with Argentina and Chile and other countries, is going to be felt worldwide because the Titanic plate are going to move. And sooner, the, someone said, I'm not sure about that one, but someone said that the earth will tilt on the side. So things are not going to be uh, as good as they are because that is what they believe is going to cause all these earthquakes and tsunami constantly on the earth. Like there's going to be earthquakes on the earth happening constantly. And then so someone believed that a shifting on the earth, since the earth will be shifted on the side, these changes are going to happen constantly because the earth will be unstable. Is basically what the person explained. You know, everyone gets a revelation from the Lord, a different view is, is what I would say, like apostle. Everybody gets a piece from the, in a dream and a vision. And people are asking the Lord, the Lord's giving people different vision, different, different revelation of it. And then when they see it, everybody's comparing it. The only thing is that we need to be careful calling people false prophets. That's where we need to stand and be careful. It have the Lord have not told you so. You know, I listened to what Sister Celestial has said. I listened to, you know, I didn't agree much when she said there will be some lights in it. But we got to remember that uh, in darkness, the enemy likes to uh, make himself like an angel of light. Like some people said in hell, the devil likes to make himself like to be in the Lord. But people can tell that he's not the Lord, he's not the true life in the sample. Because Jesus is a true life. It's just things that he does. So there might be a fake light during the three days of darkness that the enemy wants to show. Because the Bible talks about pitch black, gloom, darkness. I mean, so dark that you cannot even see your hand from your face. And a short distance, my brother and sister, glooming darkness is coming. Very, very pitch black. Even darker than pitch black because it's it. The darkness that are coming on the earth is like a demon who's going to come on the earth and make everything dark with his, with his presence out of his body, his, his, his ability, what he can do. He can do what he can cause the darkness. But God's going to allow it. My brother and sister for three days. Okay? So it's going to be very, very bad. Very, very bad. Dark. And then there are going to be other beings released upon the earth. And then they're going to cause the chaos because they're going to kill a lot of people. There will be a cleansing going on on the earth for three days, three nights. That is why the Lord has told us to stay indoors. Close our doors and windows. Put shade over your windows and doors. My brother insisted. Because anyway, you're not going to get lying during those three days. But you neither want to see anything of darkness manifesting in your window. Because you will have a long time nightmare from it. 
it can affect you. Demon can, can, can try to harm you one way or another. So we need to listen to the Lord on this. Because this is not something for us. It's something for the world. The world needs to see that God is real. My brother and sister. I, I, I find out this week, my father-in-law, who one day I tried to share the gospel with him, he told me he didn't believe in God. But then he says, then said something awful that he believed in the devil. And I said, but the devil made God. How can you believe in the devil and not believe in God? I told him. He looked at me and said, I don't believe in God, he says. My brother insisted. Well, when COVID-19 came, it took him. It killed him. My brother insisted. God wanted to save him, but he didn't want it. You see, God doesn't throw people in hell. They throw themselves in hell, but don't believe in God. And then a, a virus like, like COVID comes. Their bodies are not strong enough, and they, they'll die off. He, he was a guy. I was surprised because he used to take care of himself. He was always taking natural formula and this and that to keep himself healthy, you know. And he was concerned for my health. Well, God kept me, and he died. Think about that one. He's always spending a lot of money in his own health, you know, every day, this and that, and, and washing his hand, keeping everything clean, you know. You know, making sure he doesn't get sick and protecting himself. And uh, someone said he used to wear three masterworks. <laughs> Always protecting himself. And COVID-19 came and killed him. Dropped himself on his back. Death, my brother and sister. And the one that he, he said that, you know, wasn't taking care of himself. He should have been watching him say, more me. I'm still alive by the grace of the Lord. It's God that keeps us alive. It's the Lord God Almighty that gives us life. He's the one keeping us. The Lord told me many years, my son, trust me. I'll keep you. I'll protect you. Don't worry. I'm protecting you, he says. And he has, faithfully, my family, faithfully, my brother and sister. But when someone had not believed in denying the Lord, the virus has killed them quickly. Has taken their life, my brother and sister. We've got to trust in the Lord. We've got to trust in the Lord. We've got to have faith in him and his promise. He's faithful. He will not forsake us. He will not leave us. Look at these people, the Amalekites, coming against Moses and all the, and all the Israelites. And what happened? They beat the, the, the Sodom and Gomorrah king and army easily. But Abraham with, us, with 300 men. Imagine 300 men against hundreds of thousands. And today, math, even at that time, it made no sense. How in the world, people will say, 300 men are going to be 300,000. That's impossible. The first thing people say. But when you got God on your side, no weapon form will prosper. Hallelujah. No weapon. You don't need a large crowd. You need the Lord, God Almighty. When he's on your side, you will overcome any giants of a problem, any giant of a situation. Hallelujah. Any big mouth giant or even little, little one with big mouth, you will overcome them in the name of the Lord. Don't fear your enemy. Fear your God. God will take care of your enemy for you. God gave unto Abraham and his men all their enemy defeated. 
Hallelujah. He defeated them. He gave them unto them. Defeated. Blessed be the most high God who hath delivered thy enemy into thy hand and gave him the tithe of all. Abraham, he is all your enemy. What did he give him? Bodies. Dead bodies. God took care of them. My brother and sister. Abraham, he is all these men defeated. Hallelujah. Then what do you fight? What are you going to fight when God gives you all your enemies defeated? He gave them all into the heaven of Abraham, defeated. No chance. No chance they had against Abraham and his men, against God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. What is your worry? What is your concern? Give it unto the Lord. Rest in him. Trust in him. Whoever coming against you cannot overcome you. Cannot overcome God because God is with you. Hallelujah. See, Abraham trusted in the Lord. That's why Abraham trained his men. What kind of training do you think he's going to teach them? How to fight? No. Abraham trained them on how to believe. Not how to fight. Hello, Sister Renee. I said, brother, I said to Brother Tony yesterday, Brother, you know what we lack? We, we, what we lack is faith. We think that we lack is money, clothes, home, car, this, that, this. No. You know what we lack? Faith. Jesus was with his disciples. 5,000 plus hungry people. And in, in the natural, if you ask, if the leader asks, feed them. You know how much potato you have to peel? How many sheep and animals you have to kill to feed those people? Or how many, how many days and hours you need to fish for Peter and them in the boat to feed 5,000 people? Not only that, is the Lord Jesus going to do another miracle? And how Peter catching now fish for 5,000 people. Now you have to bring them in. You got to have enough oil, enough oil to, to cook all those fish. If you do them in the oven... How many oven you need? All right, let's say you, you, you put there some wood, you put steak, you hang them on steak to cook and all that. How many other, other cooking you will have to do for 5,000 people? That is a lot. That is a lot. It would take them, them hours just to get everything ready to cook this 5,000 fish. But Jesus, by faith, fed 5,000 people. The fish was cooked and after the liking. The bread was made right perfect and after the liking. And all they have to do, and then clean them all, thank you, sister. All they have to do was to serve the fish, serve the bread here, 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 here. All ready to eat. All they had to do was eat it. See, God made things easy for us by faith. But if you don't want to believe God, then things are going to be harder for you. You're going to have to go to work. And you're going to have to go catch the fish. And you're going to go have, go and grow the, the flour to make the bread. 
and process it and do everything you have to do daily. Do eight hours of work every day and get yourself to work every day. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I so sad. We pray for her family, Lord. Give them strength and come for them, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah. You have to do all the work. You have to do all the work when you have to do it. But when God does it, it's not perfect. This is what people don't understand. Do you want God to do it? Do you want to believe God to do it for you? Or you just want to go ahead and doubt God, don't believe God, and do it yourself, and then you go through all the hard time. Then you may not have enough flour. Then you may not have enough, enough flour to make the bread. Then you may not have enough fish to feed the people. And then people are complaining about you. What kind of leader are you? What kind of person are you? You know, who, who gather all the people together, and then there's not enough flour for the bread to make the bread. There's not enough egg to, because you need egg to make, egg. to have the flour, you need egg. You need other ingredients to make good bread, okay? And you're going to have to have thousands of chicken to get thousands of eggs to feed all these people. I mean, it's so complicated. What Jesus just made so easy by faith. It's really so complicated. And that's how the Lord has taught me. Do you want me to make it easy for you, my son, when you believe me? Or you want to do like the rest of the people who go through the harder time to get a little of something? And make something out of something. Because <laughs> that's the reality how humanity is walking and going on with their life. They're making something out of something and living miserably. When it's where God God will give you joy in the process. God will help you, provide you, make sure you get what you need to do what you need to do. God will make all things possible for us. He made it to Abraham. He made it to Isaac. And he did it to Jacob. And not only that, he did it with Joseph and all his brothers and then Moses. God has been there for his people. And he has been sufficient for them. His grace has been sufficient. The question is, can you believe it? Can you believe God? Because it's by faith. It's not by work. It's by faith. So the question is, can you? Will you? Will you? Will you believe him? Will you trust him? Will you commit to him? Will you depend on him? Will you seek him? Will you repent daily with him? Will you trust his promise? The Lord spoke to me in such a way this week. He comforted me. Because I said, Lord, you know the things that I wanted, Lord. And he knew. He says, I'm not only giving you what you want, what you need, he says. I'm also giving you more than that. Because there are things that we need he's given us, but there's things that we ask for that we want. He also given us a petition of a heart. A lot of times we ask for things that are not of God, that are not of the will of God. It might not even be in the will of God also. The frustration comes as a Christian is when you, when you always pray for what you want and never pray for the will of God for your life. How do you know what God wants for you? Ask him. Seek of him. 
Let him reveal to you what you want in a dream and a vision. Let him speak it out to you. Let him tell you what he wants for you. And then seek it well. And do not lean on your own understanding. But when you trust the Lord, he will give you what you need. Even things that you didn't know you needed, he'll give it to you. Because all things are possible for him. See, what did Abraham needed? Well, he needed his nephew back and safe in his family. But these kings have taken him, and they will make him into slave and even kill him. My brother and sister. So what happened? God gave Abraham the victory in his men that they could not win on their own. God gave unto Abraham his enemy defeated unto his hand. Here, Abraham, or your enemy defeated. Huh? And we thought we were going to fight. But Abraham never thought he was going to fight, really. He was ready to fight, which is different. He was ready to fight, and God gave him the enemy unto his hand defeated. God will do the same unto you and I. If you don't know how to pray, like the disciple, they say, Lord, teach us to pray. Hallelujah. Teach us to pray. Hallelujah. And if you ask the Lord to teach you how to pray, hallelujah, he will teach you. Thank you, Lord. Let me, let me go in there quickly. And Matthew, my brother and sister, praise you, Lord. Because I believe someone tonight needs to hear this. Okay? Because praying to a lot of people can be frustrating. Especially when you don't receive from the Lord what you're asking the Lord. But the Word teaches us. God teaches us in his word. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Matthew 6. I'm going to start here. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Let me, uh, I got the King James here. Let me see if I can make this uh, easier. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Matthew 6, 1. Be careful not to do your good work in public in order to attract attention. Now, um, if we only go into this, you're doing it just to see other people, for other people to see you doing it. And thank you and tell you how great you are. Don't do it that way. What, brother, anything. Especially when you're doing it for God. If you do, your following heaven will not reward you. Uh, you won't get a reward for that. So when you give to the poor, don't announce it with a trumpet. Fanfare. This is what the hypocrite do in the synagogue on the street in order to be praised by people. I can guarantee you this truth. That will be the only reward. So when you give to the poor... Don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Get contribution privately. Your father see what you're doing in private. He will reward you. Um, I'm going to take this to here to where whatever you're seeking of God in private, God will usually reward you in openly. 
But whatever you seek from God in private, between you and God, keep it between you and God and wait on the Lord. Just wait on him. It's important. Very important. Hallelujah. Verse 5. Well, when you pray, you see how it started in verse 1? By the time we get to verse 5, see, the, what the Lord is saying to us is, when you started this, it was all about you. But the Lord is teaching us here, look, it's not about you. It's not about you. If you make it about you, you are like the hypocrite. Don't make it about you. In other words, don't seek your will, but seek the will of God, like Jesus did. Not my will, Father, but thy will be done. Thank you, Lord. So again, when you pray, don't be like the hypocrite. They like to stand in the synagogue of the street, corner to pray, that everyone can see them. I guarantee you this truth. That will be their only reward. So when you pray, go to your room and close the door. Pray privately to the Father who is with you. Your Father see what you do in private, then he will reward you. Thank you, Lord. Praise your God. So, again, seek the will of God for your life. Hallelujah. And wait on the Lord. Lord, I wait on you as long as it takes. Now, my will. See, when it's his will, you're not going to rush. Because it's not your will. It's his. You're seeking his will. Say, Lord, let, let it be done in that timing, in thy will. I'm here, Lord. I'm doing your will, Lord. I was telling my brother this today earlier. When it's the will of God, you got to wait on God. Thank you, Lord. Verse 7. When you pray, don't rumble like the heathen who like, who thinks that they will be heard if they talk a lot. Don't be like that. Your father knows what you need before you ask him. So before you pray, God knows exactly what you need already. So if I, if I have a concern, if I want God to hear me, I have a concern, I go to him. I let him know how I feel. My frustration, the difficult time, is between him and I. I don't need to come here and tell people, this is hard, that is hard. No. That, I give it to the Lord. I go to the Lord. He called me. He chosen me. He elected, selected me. I'm his servant. He's my God. He can make all things possible. And my trust is in him. My trust is in him. My brother and sister, when you have your trust in him, you wait upon him. Hallelujah. And you'll find out when you trust in him, in his plan, and what he wants to do in your life, you'll find out that things happen faster than you seeking what you want. Never seek what you want with God unless you already know what he wants for you and you are already seeking what he wants for you. He answered the petition of a heart, but like he says to me this morning, the Lord Jesus spoke to me this morning and said, I'm going to give you what you need, he says, and more. But you see, what we need is taken care of first. Where we are, what we have is what we need. Then he'll give us more. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. This is how you shall pray. Our Father in heaven, what are you doing? You're keeping God first. 
You're keeping God's first, our Father in heaven. Approach him as your father. Seek him as your father. Knows that he is your father. When you come to him, speak to him as he is your father. No other way. Because you hear people say, oh, God. And, 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 and they, they're talking to God like God is so far away that he cannot hear them and so much other things. My brother, let's keep it short. Thank you, Lord. Let your name be kept holy. Knows that God is holy and that we must respect him and honor him. My brother and sister, respect his holy name. Let your kingdom come. How long has the Lord been talking to us about his kingdom coming? About the rapture, of the pasture of the bride of Christ. About the new earth. All this is about his kingdom coming. The rapture is about his kingdom coming. The new earth is about his kingdom coming. All the plan he has for us is about his kingdom coming. Let thy kingdom come. Don't go against the rapture of the pasture like many has. Don't say it's not going to happen like many has. Understand that his kingdom is going to come. My brother and sisters. What is the other part? Let your will be done on earth. His kingdom will come and his will be done. There's no other way about this. Jesus' kingdom will be established on the earth forever, Daniel 12. His kingdom will be established forever. My brother and sister, I'm telling you, if you walk close with the Lord over the years, the months, and you trust in the Lord and his will and his plan for you, you, he's going to teach you and ask the Lord to teach you. He's a rabbi, a teacher. He is a rabbi, our teacher. It's a personal relationship we have with him. You need to grow in that. You need to seek that from him. Tell him that you want to hear from him directly, that you want him to speak to you one-on-one, that you need him to tell you, hallelujah, what you need from him, his plan for you. My brother insisted that you want him to reveal it to you, that you want to know what he has in store for you. That will please him. When you seek his plan, when you seek his will, when you want to know more about his will and understand it better and all that, the Lord will begin to reveal what he has in store for you, his plan. And it will please him to give you more and reveal you more. The thing is that when we pray, we pray about the things we want, but not about the things he wants for you and I. See, we are praying apathy to his will. And this is why we get frustrated. Every time we pray opposite to what he wants for us, then what we want, we will frustrate ourselves because it's never been about us. It's been about him, 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 not us. Remember, his will be down on earth as it is in heaven. It's about him. You need to know what he wants. If I ask you right now, do you know what God wants for you? You're like, oh, I don't know. I don't have any idea. See, because you're not seeking that. Okay, so tell me what you're asking the Lord. Then you tell me a bunch of things you're asking the Lord. See, you want all these things, but you don't even know what God wants for you. Uh, no. Have he given you a dream of what he wants for you? No, because I haven't asked. Exactly. You have not because you asked not. It's been all about you. In, rea- in reality, you know what that is? Pride, according to the word of God. Not my will. Thy will be done. 
Jesus said. He, he didn't have an unsurprise. He was all humility. He is all humility. He teaches us this way so we may also be humble like him. My brother and sister, because this earth is all about pride. What I want, God, give me this. Give me that. Open this door. Provide me this. Pride, pride, pride. What I want is pride. What he wants is humility. We need to learn humility. We need to get that inside of us where we can breathe it and see it every day. Walking with the Lord. He is so humble and meek. Hallelujah. My brothers and sisters, we need it. And that's what is missing. That's what is missing in our life. Humility is missing. Everything we want is about pride. Humility is what he wants for us. Remember, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Let your will be done on earth. What are we made of? Earth. The dust of the ground he made us. So that means his will needs to be done in our lives. As it is done in heaven. What is heaven about? Heaven is about all about God. It's all about Jesus. It's all about the Holy Spirit. And it's perfect. Perfect. Nothing is missing. Nothing is lacking. Everyone has everything they need. Before they ask, they receive. It's all perfect in the plan of God, in the will of God. That's the way he wants to make our lives. Nothing lacking. Nothing missing. But his will needs to be done first. It cannot be about us. We are so prideful in prayer. God help us to be humble. Hallelujah. Give us our daily breath today. You know what our daily breath today is? That's what you need. That's what I need. We need to eat. If we don't eat, we die. Our body dies if we don't eat. Our daily bread is part of our need. God provide our needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Make sure we have bread to eat every day. Forgive us as we forgive others. Here's the part that is still be, being put in practice in our lives. We want God to forgive us when we repent our sins. But when someone else offends us, we don't forgive them as we should. My brother and sister, and this is, Lord revealed to me this, Elvis, if you don't forgive those that have hurt you and come against you, if you don't forgive, then you cannot grow. He showed me this in heaven. He showed me in the spirit that I was stuck spiritually years ago. I could not grow, and I wanted to grow. And he knew my heart. Because he showed me, look, I know your heart. You want to grow. But this is what is keeping you from growing. These people have hurt you. You have not forgiven them. Lord, I was having a hard time forgiving people for things they did to me. And the Lord said, forgive them. And I said, Lord, help me to forgive them. He began to help me. And so I truly could forgive them from my heart. Then I was set free. And I saw myself being free to grow spiritually. If you don't practice forgiving in your life, you will be stuck spiritually. And you can blame God all you want. You can blame the devil all you want. It's not going to get you anywhere. We need to take responsibility for our action. See, it's not so much that they hurt you. It's so much that you are not willing to forgive them, those that have hurt you. And that's what the Lord is saying. As they have the power to hurt you, you got the greater power to forgive them. And you choose not to use your power because they were given the power to hurt you. 
and you empower them more to hurt you, then you have more power to forgive them. Oh, Lord, help us. Lord, help us. Ask the Lord to help you to forgive them that have hurt you, giving you the power to forgive. Forgive us as we forgive others. That's very powerful. Don't allow us to be tempted. Hallelujah. You can ask the Lord to stop you from sinning. As the book of Jews said, he can stop us from falling. He can stop us from sinning. Sinning is falling. Don't allow us to be tempted. Temptation comes from our enemy. But James 1 also said that we can be tempted of our own desire. So be careful what you desire because the devil can use that to tempt you. The tempter, the accuser, can use a desire that you have to tempt you. Out of our own desire, James says. So God, so he said, pray not that you will not be tempted. Yes, my brother and sister, there was a demon coming to tempt me in the middle of the night while I was sleeping. I asked the Lord that this demon, the Lord will put a trap to this demon. The Lord took me in the spirit when he put a trap to the demon. The demon was walking as he usually walked, heading to my house freely, enjoying his wicked ways. And I saw when the Lord put a trap on him. And he trapped him where the demon could not get himself out. My brother and sister, the Lord show me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. The Lord can put a trap on our enemy as we ask. David, pray, let my enemy be scattered. Let my enemy flee. And God gave him that. Thank you, Lord. Instead, rescue us from the evil one. There you go. He can rescue us. And he, he knows how to rescue the righteous, the Bible says. God knows how to rescue the righteous. He knows exactly how to rescue you and I. He knows what your weakness is. Okay? Ask the Lord to stop you from committing fornication in your dream. Ask the Lord to stop you from committing adultery in your dream. Ask the Lord to, have to stop you from stealing in your dream and cursing in your dream and all that. Sinning in your dream. Ask the Lord. Before you go to bed, before you go to sleep every night, Lord, stop me from sinning in my sleep. Please, I beg of you, Jesus, stop me. Hallelujah. Ask him. Ask him, and you will receive from him. Hallelujah. You have not because you ask not. Spend more time in prayer with the Lord. What are you doing not spending time with the Lord? Spending time on your cell phone. Spending time on your computer. Spending time talking to people about, about garbage. And stuff. Spend time with the Lord. And I don't mean that your conversation with people don't matter. No. Spend time with the Lord. Spend more time with him. If you can spend t- two, three, four, five hours watching television, now take that and apply it in hours in prayer. And watch how your spiritual life will change dramatically. You'll begin to walk in the power and anointing you never knew before. People have not experienced the power of God and the anointing of God because they don't spend time with God in prayer. They go to prayer five minutes, ten minutes, and they're done. No. Spend time with God. Hallelujah. Jesus asked Matthew, Peter, and them in Gethsemane, Peter, John, could you not pray with me one hour? You know what that hour is? Your tithes and offering in prayer. You need to pray. Hallelujah. That one hour when you go in prayer. Not 15 minutes, not 10, at least one hour you need to pray. When you go in prayer with the Lord, what, you pray three times a day? You should pray 
one hour each time you go into prayer. Watch how that will change your life. Peter, in the book of Acts, what did they do? Him, him and, and John, they went to the temple and prayed three times a day. Three times a day they pray. Why were they so committed to prayer? Because when you are so committed to prayer, then you are so committed to receiving power from above, power from hell, hell from heaven, hell from heaven. My brothers, and what happened when people will come and touch Peter, they will be healed. I believe there will be more healing in people's life, and they will have more of a prayer life. But their prayer life is so weak, so as a healing they're receiving is so weak. Their faith is so weak also. You need to have more prayer life with the Lord. And then you'll see the power of the Lord working in your life mightily. My brother insisted. David said he never saw the righteous forsaken. Hallelujah. God will not forsake you. God will fight for you. If you forgive the failures of others, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you don't forgive others, hallelujah, your Father will not forgive you your failure. And this verse is full of failure. And God says that in his word, it's full of it's, it's just, Failure. Everywhere you go, it's failure. People will fail you all the time. But you don't need to be broken hearted because people are, fa- are failing. When you learn to forgive people because of their failure, then you will live a more peaceful life. Because then you, what you know is, well, everybody fail. Everybody make mistakes. Don't think that your parents are perfect or your, your wife is perfect, your husband is perfect. You don't see his witness. God sees it clearly. But if you understand that he's just a man, that he can fail like anybody else, as a wife, as a woman of God, then you will treat him differently. Because then you understand his shortcoming. You're not there like a judge judging him or judging her. Oh, look at my wife, always there, always that. My brother insisted. The reason why we judge each other is because we have fallen in our life and we're trying to justify it. And that doesn't work with God. It doesn't work with him. When we try to justify our shortcomings instead of repenting them, God wants us to repent them and confess them before him. Because he already knows. It's not like you're hiding from him. It's not like we're hiding and, and God doesn't see this and God doesn't see that. That's a lie from the enemy. God sees it all. And to him, everything is clear. Not for interested. When I learned that God sees it all, I went to pray, and I said, Lord, I'm sorry for being a hypocrite years ago. And I kept repenting. I said, Lord, I'm so sorry for being a hypocrite, Lord. I'm so sorry for lying. And I began to confess before the Lord, telling him how hypocrite I was, how liar I was. Because I began to see my life. It was like he, he enlightened my life. Began to show me the things that were not of him, were not pleasing unto him. And I said, Lord, please forgive me for being a hypocrite, for being a liar, Lord. In the moment you begin to justify your sin, you are a liar. In the moment you begin to hide your sin, you are a hypocrite. Because you're, you're, you're hiding there because you don't want to confess them. You're ignoring them that they're there, hallelujah, like they're not there when they're there. Like the Pharisee, full of sin. Full of robbery and lie and hiding it with their clothing and their position and their titles. And Jesus called them hypocrites, like a tomb. And that's what we do a lot of time. We do similar. That's Jesus, Jesus told his disciples not to, be, not to be like the Pharisee in Christ. 
Why do you think? He didn't want them to, because then they will be hypocrites in their own walk with the Lord. Liars and deceivers. Justifying the sin. When only the blood of Jesus, hallelujah, justify our sin when we repent and cleanse us. And then gives us right standing with our righteousness. Only to repenting. Only the blood. Only what Jesus did on Calvary can justify us before God. Or the judgment will also take us when it comes. The Lord showed me this morning in earthquake about to hit this country. It is about, I mean, any day. The, the other day when I saw it in the spirit, standing in the presence of God, I knew in my spirit was within months. Now this morning I could discern me so close. I don't know how many days from now, but I tell you, it's close. And other people have seen it. And some people are calling it like, it's about to happen. It's about to happen. When this judgment hit America, God have mercy. God have mercy on the people who are sleeping in sin, wickedness and evil in these nations. Because they, my brother and sister, will be surprised by judgment. You don't want a building to fall on top of you in sin and wickedness and evil. Because once you die, once you're out of your body in sin, the only place for sinner is hell. The only punishment for sinner is hell. My brother and sister, hell is already enlarging itself. The Lord already showed me. Why is hell enlarging itself? Because she's about to receive millions. Millions will be caught by surprise. It will be all over the news. It doesn't matter where you will be on the earth when this earthquake hit. It's going to be all over the earth. Lives will be lost greatly. Then an eastern tsunami, the Lord says, coming to the United States. How many are about to lose their life and not aware and don't even care? And they're going to open their eyes like the rich men in hell and beg God to get them out. And then they'll find out from the demon, it is too late for you. Now you are in the kingdom of Satan. This is your kingdom forever now. My brother and sister, it's about to hit. It's about to come. How many millions are sleeping in sin, are sleeping in darkness, don't know what is about to hit them. They'll be sleeping in the bed ready to go to work tomorrow morning, the next day when this hit. And they're not going to wake up. They're going to go to bed. My brother and sister, their body may not even found. The earth will open and swallow them. Oh, my God. Oh, my Lord. How else can we talk with people? How else can we come to the table and talk and agree on something, my brother and sister? Without the Lord, we are nothing. Without the Lord's protection and help, we are lost. We need the Lord God Almighty every day to help us. Without his help, there is no way out for us. There is no peace for the wicked, the Bible says. There's no hope. There's no protection for the wicked. The only thing for the wicked is to repent and turn back to God. And God will receive them, heal them, and protect them when they do. God will receive them back as sons and daughters. But they're turning their back on God. They're telling God they don't need him. They don't need salvation. They don't need what happened in the cross. And that's the biggest mistake of their lives. They're going to open their eyes in hell. And they're going to learn it's too late. It's too 
late. And then they'll say, why did I did not listen? Why was I too busy not to listen what God has to say? Why was so occupied with my job, my business making money, and now it's too late? All oh, the day and hour is approaching, my brother and sisters. It is approaching so fast. God knows he needs to get his church out of here. The Lord knows that after the judgment of three days of darkness, he'll change his bride and go out, evangelize. One final evangelize. He wants for his church final revival. A pour of the Holy Spirit God promised hundreds of years ago to this nation and many other people. That he'll give the church one last chance. That he will put his spirit upon all flesh. The last rain, the Bible says. God said he will pour the last rain. My brother insisted. Imagine if the if Pentecost was great, where everyone rejoiced and praised God, the day of Pentecost. Imagine the day of the last rain. Because the the, the glory of the house will be greater, the Bible says. So the glorious revival, it has to be greater than Pentecost. It has to be greater. The pour of the Holy Spirit will have to be greater. Because God said that the glory, the last glory of the house, hallelujah, the, the afterglory will be the greater. We're waiting for the greater glory that we have not seen since long time. But before this glory put up upon the earth, God needs to remove, like he did in Egypt through three days of darkness, the firstborn. The firstborn represents the first people that the gospel were preached to that heard about Jesus, that even served God but walked away and rejected God. And now God went to other people to come to him as he did with the children of Israel. He came to them first, but they received not, then he came to the other nations. Same story is being repeated in the last day with the revival. God came to many years ago who believed in even what were God. Now they have turned away from God, and God now has promised this mighty revival to those that believe, to those that are waiting. My brother and sisters, many are called. Many are called, Jesus said, but few are chosen. There's a few chosen about to receive the transformation power of God. Then God will send them out in a mighty way, mighty power, to reach out to the lost family. But before there has to be a cleansing, there are too many hybrids on the earth right now. Too many mixed bloods on the earth right now. They're going to be cleansed. The church don't even know whom they are. The church has among them, as Jesus showed me years ago, in the pulpit, hallelujah, reptilians, in the pulpit, reptilian pastors, my brother, mixed blood pastor in the churches in the pulpit. But they don't know that. Well, the three days of darkness is going to cleanse his reptilian from the church. It's going to cleanse all these mixed blood. After the three days of darkness, when people look, whoever stays still standing looks and sees, wow, this earth is practically empty. What happened to all these billions of people? We said there was almost 8 billion people on the earth. What happened? And the three days of darkness, 
these reptilians, these, these marble and chase shifters are going to be removed. The Antichrist has done a lot of mix. The devil has done a lot of mix. But they are going to be removed. The three days of darkness, the shift shift and the reptilian, the hybrid, hallelujah, will be no more. And a lot of people will see these beasts jumping on this hybrid and tearing them apart because they know whom they are. My brother and sister, and they're going to go to tear them apart. But the God's people who have God protection, they cannot touch, they cannot harm, they cannot go into the house. But the rest of reptilians and hybrid are going to be tear apart. Because these that are hybrid on the earth right now, reptilians and all that, these are by unfaithful men and women who went without getting married with the other person and have these children, who went to the bars, who went to the hotels, who went to the beach, who went to all these other places and had all these children unlawful according to the word of God and had all these mixed blood being with demons, men with demons, women with demons. And not all these children on the earth now in the pulpit, in the churches. The Lord took me to the church to finish. In the spirit, when the Lord began to show me these things years ago, I said, Lord, Lord, please show me. And the Lord took me in the spirit to my church, my church back on north. In a regular service. But I was in the spirit. The Lord wanted me to see. In our church... And the group that was singing, there were some of them reptilians, hybrid, singing with a microphone on their hand. Every, to everybody else there, they were brothers and sisters. Pharaoh, I can see them very clearly. I can see who are of God, who are human, who will not mix, like in the times of Noah and times of Sodom and Gomorrah. But then I can see the other one that were mixed, who had a demon in them. That was a demon and then they were one because it's a mix of the DNA. It's a mix of blood in them. It's a, it's a father who was human, who was what, a reptilian woman or, or, or a fallen demon man who was what, a real human and had a child mixed like in the times of Noah. Jesus said that in his coming will be like the times of Noah and the times of Lot. They were so mixed in the time of, of Noah that God said that the earth had become corrupted. You know what corruption is? Something corrupted is something that cannot be saved. It can only be destroyed. It can only be destroyed. If you, if you corrupt your milk, the only thing you can do is throw it away. If you damage your coffee, the only thing you can do is throw it away. You cannot save it. You cannot save it. Same thing when a woman... And then a fallen angel have a child. That child is corrupted. That child, the only thing that it can be done with it is destroy, is be destroyed. Imagine over 80% of the earth of children corrupted today, mixed. My brother and sister. Now, can they be saved? Yes, they can. But that takes a lot of prayer and a lot of repenting. The demon can be removed out of the person. That's what God share with Brother Larry when he said your grandson has mixed blood. Said, Father, 
can you remove this? He said, yes, I can, my son. You have to fast and pray for me to do so, and I will remove it. And because his daughter met someone who he was one of the fallen one mixed, and when she was getting her, she had a son with it, her mixed blood in it. And Father told him about it. And Brother Lai said, Father, can you remove it? Can you remove the, the demon blood out of my grandchildren? Children. He said, yes, my son, I can. Ask me. Ask me. My son can do it. Thank you, Lord. There's so much about this. I wish I can tell you more. But it's all in God's time. Listen to this confirmation of the things that are coming. Thank you, Lord. Hi. Good morning, everybody in YouTube world, or I should say good day. I don't know what time it is in your world, but it is afternoon in mine, so why I said good morning, I do not know. Time goes by quickly. You know, the Bible says for the sake of the elect, God is cutting short those days, and he certainly is. We still have 24 hours according to the clock, but those 24 hours go by very, very quickly, don't they? Now, this presentation is on trying to eliminate... Hang on for a second. Some of the confusion regarding the three days and nights of darkness. As you know, I, one of my first videos was on that very subject about five years ago. And here we are. We still haven't lived through that phenomenon, but it's coming. You know, I was just in the other room getting ready to speak on this subject. And I had a, a David you. It was like I had been there already in that setting. And it was very quick. It was like, I've already been here. This is so familiar. And then I said, when, Lord, when are the days of darkness coming? And I got the words to that old hymn, soon and very soon we shall meet the Lord. Soon and very soon. So, in obedience to Almighty God, I am on camera today trying to help us eliminate some of the confusion that has come into the church world, be it Catholic or Protestant, regarding the three days and nights of darkness. Now, there is a woman um, who is a true um, messenger of Almighty God. Her name is Celestial, I believe if I'm saying that right, who has many fine messages that she puts out on YouTube. There are several out there now on uh, aliens, UFOs, Project Disclosure, and so on. And she also has many on the Three Days and Nights of Darkness. Now, one thing I noticed that did not agree with the message God gave me, which I have typed out here, some kind gentleman typed it for me, um, his name was Ken, and I thank him again for, for typing this message for me. It was really wonderful of him to do that. Um, but she says something that does not agree with me, but it does agree with what I found on another site, which is a, a New Age site. It's called Astar Command if I'm saying that right, and it's run by a command commander by the name of Michael. And it's very new age. I, I would not suggest you necessarily go there. Um, I would not have a problem with you visiting Celestial. She's got some very, very fine uh, messages. But the one thing that 
those two people agree on is that the nighttime during, oh, let's pray before we go any further or I will get mixed up. Heavenly Father, in the almighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, who is God in the flesh, who came to this earth, suffered and died on the cross, was dead and buried, rose again, victorious over death and sin, and he gave his Holy Spirit to indwell in his true believers after he ascended back to you into heaven. I confess that he is God Almighty, and through the Holy Spirit now, I ask you to anoint me to preach this message. I ask for blessing upon all my viewers that you will open their ears to hear the truth and that they will be allowed to comment to me if they feel I'm in error for I'm not perfect, but I am doing today what you've called me to do. And I praise and I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Okay, the one thing I began to say that I don't agree with that is that's different than it is in my message. The message the Holy Spirit gave me said that the three days and nights of darkness would be gross darkness. And the book of Isaiah says that gross darkness shall cover all the earth. And that means day and night. It doesn't mean what I'm going to say. But this Astar command and the true Christian lady celestial says that the night will be very dark, dark as soot, dark like pitch. You won't be able to even hardly see your hand. It will be very frightening, uh, very unusual. But that the daytime, during the day hours, it will be lighter. It will be like a mist, like this kind of dark, misty, maybe yellowish mist fog and kind of like dusk, you know, when when the dusk in the evening comes in and it's almost dark, but not quite. That's how they describe the daylight hours to be. Now, in my mind, I suppose that would be good because that would alleviate some of that pitch darkness that we're going to have at nighttime. But this is my opinion. And my opinion, based on what I receive from the Holy Spirit, and based on the scriptures, and I have, I think, two, two videos listing all the scriptures on the subject. If you want scriptures, go to them, or study the Bible for yourself. In the scriptures, I find, as I did in the word, of, word that the Holy Spirit gave me here, that the day will be as dark as the night. They'll both be black and dark. So for these other two messengers to say, no, it will actually be a little bit of a light come through, not a lot, but a little light come through, adds confusion to the message. But I just want to be honest with you and say, that's something I guess we'll each one have to figure out. But here's the thing on the darkness that I want to show you. Regardless of if it's a 24-hour period that's pitch dark or a 12-hour period that's pitch dark, and then the other 12-hour period there is like a mist or a fog or a dusk, dusky time with a little bit glimmer of maybe light glimmering through, um, 
this is something you'll want. This is called a beeswax candle. And it smells a little bit like honey. Beeswax candles are made from beeswax. There is nothing man-made about this. I have ordered, I think, probably, I don't know. I've ordered many, many that I've given to family and a couple friends. Um, I did an experiment with these, and the reason I want to show this to you is these burn much cleaner. They don't give off that black soot. There's hardly any uh, emission that goes out of the wick. This is a pure cotton wick. And there's no smell, a little, a little bit of a honey smell, but it's very nice. But they burn longer, far longer than a paraffin or a soy candle. I would say, I did an experiment, and I put one in a holder and a paraffin wax candle in the other holder, lit them at the same time, the paraffin wax candle burned down way faster and gave off that black sooty smoke, whereas this one burned down very, very, very slowly, hardly dripped at all, almost dripless. You know how most candles just drip, drip, drip. And it was very pure in the fragrance. It didn't have that heavy wax smell. Not only that, a beeswax candle is what's really recommended by most of the messengers that have heard from the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit, through them, always recommends beeswax candles. Now, if you can't find them, because they're selling out like hotcakes, if you can't find them on Amazon or other channels, places that sell them, um, in the message that God gave me, it's okay to use any candle as long as it's white and unscented. You cannot use a candle that's of a color or that has a fragrance because a lot of these candles that you buy at Walmart or Yankee Candle, whatever, they're actually made in Vietnam or Korea or China. And uh, some of them even have can incantations put over them that can be demonic. So you, you want to stick with, if you can get US, USA-made candles, and they're white and unscented, that's okay. Uh, if, if you can't get beeswax or if you can't afford beeswax because they aren't cheap, beeswax aren't cheap, but uh, they're worth the money. I'm not rich by any means. I mean, I'm on Social Security and I don't have a lot, but I just felt in my spirit I wanted to get a few of these. Okay, so there we went. We talked about the 24-hour the period is it going to be really, really blackish dark through that whole 24-hour period? Or is the daylight going to be a little bit like dusk and like a fog or a mist with maybe just a little bit of light coming through? We really don't know because we've got messages saying different things, but these candles are your your candles are important regardless now how about batteries for a flashlight i honestly don't know i've been looking and looking at all the sites i can possibly find will batteries work will flashlights work i would 
I would tend to say yes, because even though all electronics are going to go down and the grid is going to go down, we're not going to be able... Now, there's one messenger out there that says, in the lights of the really good Christians, they'll be... I mean, in the homes, excuse me, in the homes of the really righteous Christians, they will be able to turn on their electric lights. And they'll be able to go to their stove and cook a meal. The really righteous Christians will have electricity. Well, that's the only person that I've ever heard say that. And I discount that. I do. I really don't believe that one. Um, that does not line up with the Bible, and it does not line up with the, any of the messages that God's servants have received from the Holy Spirit. So I'm sorry, I really discount that. I do not believe that the really holy, righteous people of God are going to have electricity. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. Um, so... Uh, Electricity, as far as I'm concerned, will not be activated at all. All technology will go down. The telephone, the internet, the TV, the radio, the electricity, your ability to cook a meal on your stove. So when you uh, have your food ready for that three days and nights of darkness, be sure you have something you can eat that doesn't take any cooking or any warming. Be sure you have lots of water, and if you have dry food that you add water to, that's fine, but be sure you don't have to cook it. Be sure you don't have to warm it on a stove that you can eat it just with the water. Like for instance, if you have oatmeal, oats, and raisins, and you pour water over them with a little powdered milk, you have a nice dish of raisin oatmeal cereal, right? And you don't have to cook it. But if you have uh, some kind of cereal that you have to cook, that's not a good idea. If you pour water over that type of cereal, like malta meal, for instance, that's not good unless it's cooked. So be careful what you choose for food because a lot of you will fast, and that's good. But for those of you that can't, choose your food wisely so that when the time comes and it's black or dark during the day and black at night or black for the whole period of time, you have food that is easily accessible along with your water. Now for the bathroom, um, I personally, when it starts getting dark and the sky changes, and you see that this uh, rearrangement of the cosmos is coming and the sky is now going into different colors like the Aurora Borealis or the reds or the greens or purples. And the Holy Spirit is letting you know that the darkness is coming. I, I'm going to just fill my bathtub full of water. I mean like for washing your hands or washing your face or whatever. Because um, three days and nights is going to be kind of a long time. Okay, now, my, the message, let's pause. Lord, clarify. The message that God gave me five years ago, he started out by saying, I am the good shepherd. This era of time as mankind knows time is coming to its end. 
As of a few days from now, everything is coming to its sudden change. I just got the words a little bit ago in the other room, soon and very soon from now. Now, people will say to me, well, five years has passed and nothing has happened. Five whole years. Well, do you remember a man called Noah? God told Noah to build a, uh, an ark. It took him and his sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, it took them a hundred years to build that ark. So, when God says something is going to happen, it doesn't necessarily mean that day or, or the next year. In God's economy, even even seven years or ten years from the time he says as of a few days, to God, that's a short period of time. To us, we think, oh, that, that can't be. But no, I don't take any... Uh, I see no confusion out of that one at all because to God, as of a few days from now, like I said, can mean a couple, three years from now, seven years from now, but it's soon and very soon. I got that so strongly from the Lord. Soon and very soon. You know, this world, you look at our government, just the... um, celebration that the White House just had with a certain flag in the middle of two United States of America flags and uh, a celebration with people that weren't even dressed all the way out on the front lawn having their pictures taken and posted all over the internet. You know the celebration I mean without saying the actual word that starts with a, a G uh, the first word starts with a G and the second with a P. Um, anyway, yes, the uh, president and his wife had very wonderful words to say about the groups of people under that particular flag. Now, as a Christian, I find that very hurtful and very offensive and very anti-biblical. So here we have a president who claims to be a Catholic or a Christian Catholic and that cannot, it, that doesn't jive. Not in my little mind anyway. Anyway, I thought I would just bring that out. You can figure that one out for yourself. Um, as this planet X comes in closer to Earth, some people, now here's the confusion. Here's confusion again. Some people say that the three days of, and nights of darkness is not going to be caused by planet X. I was told it will be caused by planet X. That will block. It's a huge planet, bigger than the Earth, bigger than the Sun. And when it comes, and it really is, the scientists know that. They've studied it for several years now. And when planet X or Nibiru, Nibiru or Nibiru, however you pronounce it, when it comes between the Earth and the Sun, it will cause a major eclipse. And God himself will allow and arrange that eclipse to be worldwide. How God's going to do that, I don't know, but he will. God is God. He will do as he wishes. You know, how did God bring a flood over the whole earth? I mean, not only did the rain fall from the sky, even though it had never rained before that, which was a miracle, 
But the earth opened up, and geysers of water popped up out of the earth. And that had never happened before. Until a few days later, the entire planet. Yes, it's a planet. It's not a flat piece of pie. It's a planet. The entire earth or planet was literally flooded, even over the mountains. And every man, woman, and child drowned except those on the ark. So God can do anything God wants to do. And when these days of darkness come, you're going to wish you were prepared. So um, also in the word I got, the Holy Spirit said to me that uh, please be aware that during this time the resurrection of the dead will take place as the graves of the righteous dead will explode around the explode around the entire globe. Simultaneously during this time, many but not all of my living saints will be transformed by my power and majesty. Uh, Julie Wedby on the internet and on YouTube, if she's still on, I hope, she had a great deal to say about that subject's really, really worth listening to. Um, Anyway, my children who know me as their Lord and Savior but are living in sin and willful disobedience will be left behind. The choice is up to them. Now, that doesn't mean they're going to die and go to hell. Absolutely doesn't mean that. But it does mean that they are not um, ready for heaven and they will not be taken at that exact moment. But that is if they're living in sin and willful disobedience. And you know, if you're a true Christian and you really want to love and serve Jesus and follow the Holy Spirit, you're not going to be living that way. You might slip up and you might sin and you might, you know, do something that's wrong. And you might even on purpose do something that's wrong. But if you repent and tell God you're sorry and mean it with your heart, you're forgiven. That's why Jesus came. You know, that's another little point of contention with me uh, and then I'm going to end because we're pretty well covered the days of darkness um, the uh, point of contention beeswax candles don't forget they're better than paraffin the point of contention that I would like to address is the two extremes in the body of Christ we have this extreme that since Jesus died for us, if we receive him as Lord and Savior and mean it with our heart and soul and everything in our being, we will be saved. And as long as we don't willfully reject him and turn away from him with deliberate forethought and malice and mean it with our heart and say, Jesus, I want no part of you. Just get out of my life. You've made my life miserable, so go away. If we do that, we have sinned against the Holy Spirit, and Jesus will leave us. But but it's going. I mean, most Christians are never going to do that. There's a big difference between kicking Jesus out of your life and stumbling into a sin, or even on purpose sinning and then being sorry. And those are the sins that are forgiven. Now, the other camp, the other camp, 
believes that you have to just about be perfect, that you can almost disqualify yourself from reaching heaven if you don't live a really holy life. Well, I guess I'm not in that group because I am very far from the perfect Christian. And I'm in the other group that says, the grace of Jesus Christ, the power of the Holy Spirit, and the love of God the Father will always be with us if we do not reject Jesus and if we're not unfaithful to him, he will be faithful and true to us right up to that last breath when he receives us into heaven or at the time of the gathering together or the rapture of the saints of God. So people, on that note, the happy note that one day we will be forever in peace and joy and glory, I'm going to end this. I hope I said something that will help clarify the confusion out there. And thank you for being with me. God bless you for your time. And thank you, everyone, for your gifts. I've had little homemade gifts that are so precious. I've had store-bought gifts, jewelry, perfume, and, you know, little wonderful homemade things and, and bigger store things and all things in between. And just, you've all been such a big blessing. And you know what? This may be my last video. I'm running out of steam. I, I am going through a lot at my age of 81. And uh, it's kind of ironic because I started my YouTube adventure on the three days and nights of darkness. And uh, I may end it on that. So if I don't come back, God be praised. Kisses and hugs to everyone. I love you. And if I do come back, then I come back. See you later. Maybe. Maybe not. God bless you. Bye-bye for now. Praise the Lord, saints of God, body of Christ, bride of Christ. This is the prophetess of the most highest God. And today is June 17, 2023. And the Lord gave me a message last night during prayer that it was too late for me to get on and bring it forth. But the Lord said unto me that every message, every prophecy, Every word that he gives unto me to bring it forth, no matter what others think, I am doing the will of my Father, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who is and was and is to come, the Holy, the Righteous, Beloved Son of God, Eternal Father, God in the flesh. Listen and receive. Be blessed. Thank you, Lord Jesus, holy and true Messiah, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, who bring forth warning, encouragement, and the truth. For you are the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but through you. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I am the Alpha and Omega. Oh, that's not it. Sorry, brother and sister.
Start using your power and authority, says the Lord. My children, it is time to use the power and authority I have given you. Or ye, sorry. For the powers of darkness is getting stronger and stronger, and soon it shall come against my church and try to destroy it, as the enemy is coming against my people Israel and Jerusalem. My children, ye are the light, not darkness. So shine your light in this world, for I am coming and I want to find ye all doing my Father's will. Those whom I find doing my Father's will shall be rewarded in heaven. Children of my Father, ye must stop allowing the enemy to make you feel inadequate about your serving me. My beloved, I want all of you focusing upon me. For the hour has come to take all and focus no and focus upon heaven and know and do what ye were called to do. For I and my Father are one. And I Jesus whom has come in the flesh, I am coming again. So take your eyes off of the world and the things that are happening to it. I am coming to take ye all home who belong to me. My precious beloved handmaiden is speaking the message I have given to her in the spirit. I am the Alpha and the Omega. I am the great I am and I am coming. I am showing ye all in many different ways that I am coming. Shalom, my beloved bride and body. Yeshua HaMashiach, your bridegroom. And he gave me Matthew 10.1, which speaks about the power and authority Jesus gave to his apostles and has given unto us. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Matthew 1. Matthew 1, 10. Oh, Matthew 10, 1, sorry. And when he called unto him his 12 disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sicknesses and all manner of diseases. This is what the Lord has called us also to do. For he said unto his apostles that we would do many things 
many, many, many things that he has done. For we will have the power and authority over sicknesses, diseases, viruses, and also cast out evil spirits and demons. So let us do these things, my brothers and sisters in Christ, children of God. Let us be doing these things when our Father, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, comes and takes us home with him. Shalom, be blessed. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for this short message, but a powerful message needed to be heard today to show who we truly are in you, Father God. Thank you, Jesus, for the victory in our life. Thank you, Jesus, Holy Spirit, Father God. Amen and amen. Thank you, Lord. Time, 9.05 p.m. Shalom. I forgot to tell you, know who you are in Christ Jesus. Know who you are in Christ Jesus. Know who you are in Christ Jesus. God bless. Let's see you in the air. For it's upon us. Be blessed.
for three days. They saw not one another, neither rose any from his place for three days, but all the children of Israel had light in their dwellings. You're up. Praise God. Okay, so again, um, I got this on June 16th, 2023, uh, first thing in the morning in prayer. Uh, now, there was, there's one part in here that made my hair stand up. So after, we, um, after I speak it, then you, I'll tell you. Daughter, what have you seen? I have seen a thick covering of smoke from the raging wildfires. It has traveled down the coast I live on. I was not able to go outside or open windows. My family with breathing health issues had to stay inside. Daughter, this is how the darkness will roll in. Holy Spirit, wow. A thick layer of a dark entity. The darkness will cover the land for three days. You will stay indoors. Close windows and lock doors. Let no stranger in. Darkness, like the darkness in Egypt, sent to Pharaoh to let my people go. I will use the plagues of Egypt again. The unrepentant, wicked, evil doers will know I am the Lord. There is no other. My children will have light. I will protect them from the destroyer. Fear not, I am with you. How's that? We we have a number of them, and I don't... On um, the repeat of the plagues of Egypt. So this is just yes. confirmation. Yes, I have a playlist out there on the three days of darkness. And um, this is similar to a few other ones where they say that um, it will be a thick darkness that, that can't be felt. I have that in another one. I know that was in the scripture. And it also said, uh, don't let anyone in your house. No strangers. Keep the doors closed. Stay in. You don't want to look out. How scary is that? And I know um, where you are, um, there is uh, another advisory for um, the air quality is bad again today. Yes, um, I have to go out there and water all my little buddies on the balcony. Right. So um, just just to save the question, where's Dan? Dan is um, very sick and he has... has doctors again. Yes, and I'm going to... um, Massachusetts General this week, so that's where I am at. So that's why I'm not where you are. Okay. Yep. Um, so you want to do the um, the prayer of Jabez? Yes, I'll do the prayer of Jabez. I know you're not feeling good. Um, so let's start with that. Uh, God the Father in heaven, in the name of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, bless me indeed. Expand my territory. Keep evil and the devil away from me and my family. Let your hand be with me always, and please don't ever let me cause anyone harm or pain. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. And I just want to say, this is it. We're at the end. Repent. Repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus. You will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. You can read about that in the book of Acts, Acts 2.38. And you want to talk about the day of vengeance? Yes. um, Of course. Thank you for reminding me. Um, On September 22nd, uh, uh, I'm sorry, September 24th, 2022, the Lord called on me to proclaim the day of vengeance of our Lord is at hand. So you might want to Google that and research that, because that is not a good day. 
Okay, so uh, you want to say hello to anybody before I step in? Uh, well, I have a few of my friends, of course, that need prayer. Uh, Patty needs prayer. Uh, Timothy is still struggling with depression. Uh, my son Joseph. Um, let's see. I did get a Father's Day card from Joseph, by the way. Yes, and I just mailed you another one that I got here for you, <laughs> and it made me cry. So. Yeah, it was a, it was a nice, very nice. Uh, all right, okay. I can't re I can't remember anybody else, but I know you have people. Um, yes. Um, I First of all, I just want to thank everybody. Um, thank you for the support. Thanks for the help. Uh, you have no idea what a difference it makes. Um, what is what is the um, what is uh, the king say? The the um, the harvest is great and the laborers are few. Are few, right? I know. Uh, the same thing. The um, the need is great and the donations are few. The funds are few. That's I know, and I have a few people that I wanted to help, and I just can't do it right I now. Know. So I mean, I mean, we got some um, quests asking for um, help, and uh, we just don't have it. So uh, I just hope they understand. Right, uh, not at this point. No, not at this point. Yes, everyone is struggling, and I know it's I not know. just uh, our ministry. I know it's other people too. Well, and the prices uh, of everything is just exorbitant at this point. It's triple. I mean, it's, it's triple. It's crazy, I was telling so Joseph uh, his little favorite um, meatball hoagie that used to be like two dollars is now. Nine ninety nine. Imagine it's, that. Yeah, it's just crazy. I mean, the prices are crazy, and just trying to make ends meet is difficult. So we understand that, but we do appreciate the support. We appreciate the, the comments, and we I'll like put hearing. Pray for Brother Dan. I know he's shy. He doesn't like to ask for himself. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm really struggling here, and um, just for everybody to know, I'm not looking for a cure at Massachusetts General. I, I'm going the natural method. I'm just, um, they told me, the natural um, natural path people, that I just need to make sure I don't have anything structural wrong because they can't fix me if there's something restricting or structural. So that's kind of where this is going. So I don't want to say that's what our, uh, our granddaughter Jasmine is going to college for. Right. Praise God. Right, right. Um, so, again, thank you for everything. Thanks for the translations. Thanks for um, supporting us and um, your comments. And we really like hearing stories of people that we've helped because, um, you know, that's our job. And if we um, get somebody that, uh, whatever the case may be, and I'm not going to go into details. Yes, how about, uh, how about the, um, Walter, the Walter? Yes, I'm not going to go into It made me cry. Um, he said um, he, he was really struggling with the personal issue, and um, he actually tried to drown himself. Right. And I was crying when I was reading it, and um, then he said that if it weren't for the video that, that I put up that day, uh, he doesn't know what would have happened. That saved his life, he said. I'm still crying. Right. Praise and God. and uh, the people that have got baptized and um, the people that have um, come back and come back on the straight and narrow path, um, we could go on and on. Yes. Um, but that's our job. So um, that's what we're doing. Um, we just follow Acts 2.38, and, um, you know, that's where it leads us. And um, we're getting punished, and there's a lot of people that are getting punished. But that's just part of the job, and it's just one day at a time. So yes, we love you guys. Thank you for everything. Yeah, I'm just going to say hello to a few people that I, you know, um, you know, Fred um, and, and I, Anna, I, I'm sometimes I miss a name, Carol. Uh, we did get your request for prayer, and um, we are concerned about yes, Paul. I thought. Yeah, I know. Um, Linda, we appreciate your support, and Michael, 
and um, and Arthur and Jean. Um, it's always great to hear from you. And um, I'd like to thank personally Marisol for the really nice um, Father's Day card. That oh, was that really was sweet. lovely. Yes, I got a lovely was. Mother's Day one too. Yes. So we do appreciate all the support we get. And we're going to sign off so I can upload this. And I got some food I'm cooking and I don't want it to burn. I'm making something for lunch right now. Okay. We love right. you guys. Have a blessed and safe day today. And remember to check in with us and make sure you're subscribed. And, and uh, you're going to send me a title, right? Yes. Okay. I'm going to sign off then. So okay. long.